Today's episode was brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter the offer code KINDAFUNNY at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. It reminds me of the days uh, when my brother would just randomly show me his ball sack for no reason, which happened two weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) Those days never left. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I am one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the man who's seen his brother's ball sack more than Bulbasaur seen Charizard, Nick Scarpino. Do they hang out in the same club? Bulbasaur? Maybe that's a question for Tim. They're in the same ball. I heard Charizard's a full-blown racist and doesn't want to be around Bulbasaurs. Over there. The pure one, Tim Geddes. Hello. The pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. It's good to be here with you today. Come back to me when you're done with your introductions. I have something to say. Okay, good. And over here, a young gentleman named Alex Aziz. Hi. You Thank went you. to patreon.com slash kind of funny, supported us at the level to come in this show. Thank you very much. Yeah. We'll never be able to repay you. Okay. Except by having you on this show. I'm good with that. Tim, is repay. this one going to be worth a dollar? Oh, this one's going to be goddamn We will worth literally never be able to repay you. This yeah. one's going to be All worth sales are final. <laughs> no refunds. All sales are final. Oh, they are? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Yeah, you can't, uh, you can't get out of it. I have two things to say before we get going. Non sequiturs. Sure. The first thing is that last week on the podcast, yeah. I blamed Tim for bringing up Star Wars in the mm. conversation. Got mad at him for it, but I brought it up. Mm-hmm. Now, the intention behind what I was saying at the time was that he had reiterated what we were talking about with Star Wars, and then I was saying, well, that's actually a bad example for you to bring up. But I had brought it up, and it made it seem like I was yelling at Tim <laughs> yeah, okay. for something he didn't do. So okay. I apologize to Tim about that. I saved, oh, I accept it. I saved that, I saved that all I day for it. I saved Thank that you. all day for Tim. I, I wanted to apologize that. to him earlier, but... You wanted, I wanted everyone wanted to, to know to that. Know. You know, so you just let, it, you let it fester for a week. Yeah. Tim's yeah. walking around this Because I took hate. the hit. I knew I, I, knew I was right No, you did that. take the hit. You're but right. I was you like, did, you did take right. the hit. You're right. And I'm sorry. I didn't want to turn it into the like, I'm extremely, I'm extremely sorry. It was a brain fart on my part. I didn't. I wasn't eloquent. I wanted everyone to know because I was reading the comments and I hear you. You're right. You're right. Hashtag you're right. The second thing I want to say is that I was talking on the podcast last week about. Vampire Strike. <laughs> yeah, oh god, we haven't done a Vampire Strike in a long time. Uh, old podcast beyond reference. Uh, I was talking yeah. last week about someone in this industry telling me that uh, this person wouldn't hire a person of a conservative slant. That person actually said to me that they wouldn't work for a person of a conservative slant, and for the sake of just clarity on that, even though did that know, person reach out and correct no. them? Okay, You're, you just remembered it. Oh, I was listening to the show, and I'm like, uh, and I'm like, I don't think actually, like, I think you, I was, you didn't express it correctly, right? Exactly. Like. So I just want to make sure that you know the record's clear okay. on that as well. Well, because it's important. Accuracy is sure. important. Yeah. S- still though, little extreme. No, no, very, very extreme. Extremely uh, outrageous. Extremely extreme. Someone said. But I want to be accurate with what I was saying. Okay. Thank okay. You. That's it. I'm not going to say anything else for the rest of the show. Sure. Well. Great. Tell so us, Alex. Yeah. Tell us about yourself. Where are you from? I'm from North Carolina. North oh, Carolina. My favorite of the Carolinas. Yeah, it's, it is on the nothing. better one. North it Carolina. Raise up. Mm. Take your shirt off. 
No. Spin it around your head like a helicopter. That guy is actually in jail now. Good. I can't. 25 to life for murder. I don't have. Oh, Petey Pablo. The song wasn't that good. Petey but. Pablo. <laughs> oh, I remember. I, I used to, <laughs> whenever, whenever someone mentions North Carolina, I usually say that, and most people don't get it. So I'm glad you were right there with me. Yeah. That's why we get along. That's why we're best friends. I was there for that. I was in. I was, lived through. It. Did you live through the oh Petey Pablo era? I was no. in Nick. I don't know what the hell you're talking about right now. I was in elementary That's some weird school Midwest when that shit. happened. Oh Lord, yes. how old are you? Twenty three. Good God damn it. Yes, yes. I was in elementary school when that happened. It was nonstop. Yeah, non quite the event. It was exciting. All the elementary no school kids North Carolina. taking their shirts off. Yeah, well, it was it was one of those things. It was a rap song at the time. Rap was in an interesting place. <laughs> yeah, with it a, was with a. A lot of things happening. It was one of the few songs that literally had no words mm. except for that. Yeah. And kids could yell them and not get in trouble. Sure. So sure. we listened to it a lot. That's gotcha. good. Yeah. What was another Petey Pablo classic? He, Freak Leak? Was that him? I no, think there, he did I'm Freak trying Leak. To, I, no, that's, that's Ja Rule. No. I'm not, no, I'm, I'm the one oh. I'm thinking of. Pretty one. sure it's Freak Leak. He had, one, he had one that was on one of the Now CDs, you remember mm. those? Oh, yeah. now that's what I call music. Yeah, you don't have yeah. to remember them. They're still making. Music. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm, I'm like, aware. I'm I think aware. They're about to come up on now. See, 69. that's my that's my gauge of age. I remember the Infomercial, mm. the oh, first yeah. one when it was one, and now I go. You on remember iTunes. one? I remember one. Ooh, I, I definitely one. lived through one. I don't know if I remember it. See, again, Infomercial on Nickelodeon. Mm. All I watched was Nickelodeon yeah. at the time. I remember all the nows all the way up until right now when I go on iTunes and see now. 450 and yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact they're still doing them now doesn't make any sense. Just buy exactly. the songs you want. We're saying now too much. I do. No, they can deal with it. That's what I call music. I also say sure, sure, sure too much. Sure, they sure, don't. Sure. Yeah, I do. We all have our, our, I talked to someone about this on, on our NeoGAF thread because they point out these little parlances, right? And I'm like, you should try to talk for a living for 20 hours yeah. and, and I'll listen to it. And then we'll see, I'll I'll pick out everything that you say over and over again. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's difficult. Someone made a bingo. I, we are not professional. A bingo page for us. You We're see that? We're pretty professional. Ish. Well, I'm not. You've been are. on your phone this entire fucking time. I had text one thing to Kevin. I know, and he texted it back took like five minutes. I do want to have I do want to have a fight, rule moving forward fight. because oh. the phone use is getting a little out of control. We're all guilty of it. So yeah, all right. So uh, <laughs> I know you are. I know many are. Craig Miller's not. No, you're probably maybe actually the worst of all of us. Bullshit in but, a half. But, Mix uh, in the stable. <laughs> Tom Hawkins, you're welcome to go through the last three episodes and compile. Tom Hawkins is not your Shout slave. Out to Tom he is now! <laughs> but I, I was thinking about, you know, when, Great some, guy. when some friends get together, I've been in groups of friends where we all put our cell phones in the middle of the table or just ignore them or whatever. We, yeah. we should have something to have a reach to the outside world, like your iPad, if we have a question. Otherwise, we should put all our phones the only on. issue, I don't even have my phone on me right now. The issue comes down is the fact that, of course, Kevin is stupid and won't get on iMessage. Right. Mm -hmm. So we, I know that 9% of the messages Nick Scarpino gets is Kevin saying move closer to the mic then they start sending gifts and then they're talking about yeah I think Kevin's a massive distraction about. on the show and we all know it he's yeah, a, so he's he's a him not having him not having uh, you know he's like a zeppelin you just kind of stare at it for a while are you, you don't saying, really know what it's up there for you don't know what it's doing it's kind of antiquated you, technology at this point but it's beautiful Kevin you have German roots right Peruvian yeah. he's well I mean, by probably, way of what he says probably all the well we're talking about this this is not a secret yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why would it be a secret? <laughs> Some people might be ashamed of being German. Wow. Kevin, are you ashamed of being German? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I brought it up because you brought up the Zeppelin. And, uh, mm. Yeah, yeah, no, I feel I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. What are we even doing on this show? I don't know anymore. Greg's berating me for using my phone. Uh, so I feel like a, he's Alex, bone shaming me. What is this? I'm bone Bourbon. Bone I went me. to a store I found last time I was here in San Francisco. Which one is it? 
Uh, I think it was called Cask. Ah, uh, we know Cask. Yeah. Yeah. Told yeah. the guys, it's their hundredth episode. Give me something good. And thank you. It is the they came episode. up. They came up with that, and uh, I, I had to give them a little direction. You know, I like Eagle Rare makers and Woodford, so that that that's what they went on. Nice. Yeah. Thank good. you very so, much. So you like some weeded bourbons? Yeah. The the well makers is weeded. Uh, Greg. Yeah. E H Taylor. Good stuff. What does the H stand for? The H. The E H. Oh, and his name? Mm-hmm. Ernest mm-hmm. Hemingway. Nope. A lot of people didn't know before he blew his brains out, started a lucrative, <laughs> lucrative bourbon business. Mm. True story. Edmund Haynes. No, I, I like think you're story better, yeah. If only we could all use our phones to check, but we can't. <laughs> I'm staring at mine <laughs> right now. The thing is, the thing is, I might believe that about Ernest Hemingway. Yeah. That dude was nuts. Oh, he drank a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you just thing. twist, bro, it'll come off. Bro. I don't want this. I'm going to have to take this off later anyway because it's going to bother me. So. Understand Who am I talking to? If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Game Over Greggy Show. Each and every week, four, sometimes five, best friends gather around this table. Each bring a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny like Alex did. Throw us a few bucks and you get every episode early. You don't like that? No big deal. Wait until the next week, day by day, topic by topic, youtube.com slash kindoffunny. We post the show for your amusement before we put the entire thing up as one big mp3 and one big video. I will literally murder you if you did that. <laughs> if you were to put your hand in my water, I'd fucking... It's so fucking... big, the opening to your what cup do you is mean? so big. Do you see how much I drink, though? Like, I, I need my arm it. in that thing. Working I'm really happy that bit. you hit the, the table at the right time. I think you're the first person, the first guest to hit it. Some I've watched the show hand? about 99 times. Yeah, that's, that's good. That was good. Um, I like this kid. Yeah, because usually the kids, they're like, they miss it like, fuck. Yeah. I was preparing they for it. They get caught up. They start listening. They think they're just here to listen to the show. Yeah. We bring no. you in and put you to work, as you know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's episode 100. Yes, it is. We're all feeling very good. Your your bourbon will make us feel better. Which is 100 proof. Good job. You're, you're winning a lot of points oh. with Colin over there. No, it like is. You knew, act it like you like you I thought it was higher. I'm, I'm fascinated by Colin right now. Everything Colin is the most fascinating human being on this planet to me. He's got these lovely nuances, one of which is he is going to spend the next two hours scraping yeah, do we eat the, the drink or use that? Or you can work it out through the show, you know, get the plastic or off just, of it. You know, rubbing alcohol. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll do that later. Five minutes. Have Kevin do it. Good. You yeah. get it back in a different bottle. Want to smell? Want to smell? I'm good. No, you're all right. I'm I know you smell do. it when I drink it. I got to get that bouquet. Mm. Alex, yes. what topic did you bring us today? So, 100th episode. Figured we all might be feeling a little nostalgic. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. why don't we talk about nostalgia as an emotion? Very oh. interesting one. My favorite emotion. Can be very good, very bad at other times, you know. Uh, I, I thought it'd be fun to discuss some experiences, what makes you nostalgic, and how you deal with it. Okay. Mm. Okay. Mm. I want you to start with the bad nostalgia. Mm. What's the bad mm. nostalgia? The bad nostalgia. So I just graduated from college. Sure. Mm-hmm. Having a lot buff. of it recently when I realized there's parts of my life that are gone forever. And as much as I enjoyed them, and I'm glad they're done. <laughs> Nick, yeah. Nick smelled the bourbon. Sorry about that, Alex. You know what? Just go back to checking your phone. <laughs> there's there's a little bit of little bit of hurt there, realizing that you'll never be back to that point. Oh, in your sure, life, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. And 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 when you are going through changes in life, like graduating, I, I recently moved to a new city. I moved to Austin from North Carolina. Definitely step up. Good move. Yeah. It is. It is. But I know no one there. Oh, okay. You know, I, I'd leap of faith. Sure. I'm meeting people there and that's all good. But 
I, I left all my friends, uh, one of my best friends who I've known since we were in the first grade, you know, yep. a little bit of remembering those kind of things. It, it hurts a little bit, but it's also a good thing, you know? Mm. Sure. <laughs> so, so those are the kind of feelings I'm talking so about. So you're like bittersweet. Very much so. Not That's bad. Not, sometimes Pangs, it's bad. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it is bad when, when you realize there's some things like, um, Interestingly enough, listening to old episodes of Podcast Beyond, mm. it's like I remember exactly. I was in the Clock Tower Lounge at UNCW, pretending to do homework while really listening to Beyond. Yeah, and like, oh man, I wish I was that kid again. See, okay, so well, first off, cheers to 100 episodes. Yeah, cheers, yeah. Your visit, of course. Yeah. There you go, you guys with your waters and your Starbucks cups. You disgust me. That's good. That was very good. Excellent. Okay, ah, saucy. So it's so even. See, it's, I guess what's interesting for you is that you left college and then just blew it up immediately, right? So you're out of town. You like oh, you're yeah. totally away from everything, which I guess happens to a lot of people. Because like I'm nostalgic and miss college every so often. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm an old fucking man compared to you. You know what I mean? Like I when I but I, when I left Mizzou, I stayed in Columbia for a year and a half. Worked mm-hmm. at the paper. Was still around local establishments before I came out to IGN, which was yeah. my dream job. So it was like. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. I see. But I don't I still feel like saying it brings up bad feelings. Well, see, here's the thing. College at the end of it, I think all my friend group will agree with it. It overstayed its welcome. Really? Yes. We we had our our senior year was uh started out great and then just spiraled. It much like Jog at jobs and girlfriends. That's oh, what gets you. Yeah, it was it was it was a combination <laughs> of things. There, there's some very personal stuff for other people, so I don't. How, I, many, how many DUIs were in the group? None. Okay. Thank, thank God. My guess is no. it's more very close to my college, which was a lot of my friends started quickly getting married, which was weird. Did you ever yeah, have that? See, that no, no, was, I had like my friends like a I year. I will touch after, on like, it briefly. I'm getting married. So I'm like, oh, shit. there was a scare about this because one of our friends' girlfriends was so insane and clearly it was a problem mm-hmm. but it was looking like they were going to run away and get married mm. so that <laughs> classic that 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 was the thing we classic we all kind of had that one house we hung out in which was uh right behind school and I, I lived in one of the apartments on campus and i was like walking distance so i halfway lived there because living yeah, on campus naturally. sucks and you know I, I was there for all of it and just watching the kind of spiral and Constantly, all of us saying, you know, like, we need to leave. We need to get out of here. It, it's it's over. It's it's gone bad. Like a abandoned <laughs> <Jesus>. ship. <laughs> well, it did. You know, we we all we all had some bad nights and had to face some problems about ourselves. You know, it was good for us, but was not pleasant. Yeah, we we had to take our medicine. And man, yours was heavy. Yeah. My last year of college was like a victory lap. Oh. It's like, oh man. No. It's only I only got three hundred more days of drinking like this and being stupid. <laughs> yeah. well, like right when I graduate, I'll never have another alcoholic See, that beverage. Was, that was the problem too. It was like um, the the minute we all realized like maybe we shouldn't do this anymore was we we decided to do our usual get drunk play rock band. Yeah, that was nice. our staple. We had a projector in the living room. Nice. So it was you know pretty epic. And then we played a couple songs. We kind of weren't feeling it. Someone says, "Let's watch a movie." Let's watch Requiem for a Dream. Oof. Jesus. And at this point, I'm, you know, I didn't have to be anywhere the next day. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. no, I was setting in for the I, ride. I was like, sure, why not? And then, you know, finished some beers, moved on to old fashions. As as watching that movie getting as drunk as they are, like their life is descending, yeah, yeah. 
it's just a very interesting experience of like looking at yourself while looking at them mm. and you just realizing I am too drunk for this. <laughs> and then waking up the next day and being like, I got to slow down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to change some shit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. This, I cannot drink. And you know, the, the hangover lasted for three days. So I, I realized uh, I can't yeah. drink like that anymore. Yeah. I feel like that sticks with you though. I feel like that's kind of just the natural cycle of life, right? Where you experience something that's new. And then after four years of, like burning it out as hard as humanly possible. You you wake up one day and you just have that had that epiphany. And you're like, I'm becoming an adult. I don't necessarily need this experience, yes. which has been great. But the more and more you try to tra- chase that high, so to speak, uh, metaphorically speaking, the more and more you're like, I think I might be wasting my life a little bit. And I think maybe it's time to move on. But that's just Definitely. life. But that does play in. And I, I, I hear you on the... When you start letting nostalgia sort of lead your actions, that's when it can become dangerous, right? When you start thinking to yourself, oh, those times were so great. Let's go back and relive them. That's when you run the risk of looking back and and, and seeing those times for almost through a more clear lens where you're like, hmm, these were just the normal shenanigans of college students. Yep. And I'm beyond this. And because I see it all the time now. I live in the city in a, in a fairly young area where a lot of college students Outright when they graduate, they want to live because that's, there's a lot of bars and a lot of partying happening. And I see that where I'm like, oh, I remember those days. And now I'm seeing these two people that moved in next door to me throw parties. And it just seeing it from the outside in. We're like, remember when we all used to party at like Spence's house and we'd go crazy and like piss off the neighbors who just had a kid. I'm that neighbor now. And now I'm finally looking down and going like, that does not look fun. It looks you guys look they just look like they're just a hot mess and not in the, in the good term. I guess there's a good way to use that term, but not really. There's not really a good this, way. They just no, look like a hot mess. It's they look, how you're using it. They look <laughs> like they're on any number of substances. And I'm just like, God, you guys got to get some sleep, man. You're going to be and then the next day. They're always hung over and they do it again. And I'm like, you guys are just tearing, tearing your bodies apart with this stuff. It just does not look good. Then they're like, did you see that guy next door just came back with more Taco Bell? <laughs> more oh, Taco no. Don't get me wrong. I have no leg to stand on. But but that's the thing. I mean, I think you do. I would love to go back to those to those days where I'm like, especially the days for me, I get nostalgic with the days when I first started IGN and met all you guys. And we yeah. all, not you, Tim, because you weren't born yet. But, um, you know, when I first when I first started there and the team was really small and everyone was kind of new and everyone was super energized about it. And I moved from Southern California to Northern California. So everything was brand new. And it was a huge chance that I took not knowing if my coworkers or anyone was going to be friendly. It's similar to how, what you're experiencing right now. Like you just yeah. don't know. And then I've met this awesome group of people that totally took me in and we had a great time together, but I can't, there's no going back to that. Like we're on to the next adventure now. And so if I try to recreate that, I would just be a 35 year old man at the comic club. Just the comic club, just creeping, mm. just creeping. You know what I mean? So I mean, it's funny you say that because I, I haven't seen much change. No, it's, it's, a ch- it's a change in the mindset, right? It's <laughs> okay, like, the mindset, sure. It's, it's you go out the creep, like you the to, comic club, the you. No, I'm always a creeper. That's all there. I'm always a creeper. <laughs> You're still going to the comic club? No. No, but it's. I've been in the comic club in seven three years, blocks probably. away from where I live, so it's mm. so he's not, not that going. Far. But he's also not not going. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I walk by every once in a while, and every mm-hmm. once in a while, because it's the same bouncer that used to work there back in the day. He's a really nice guy, and every once he remembers me, so every once in a while, I'll, I'll stop and talk to him for a second. He's like, "You coming in?" I'm like. No, nah, no, nah, I'm not coming in today. And it's different people, but the same cast of characters that are oh, definitely. That drunkenly walking up and going, I want to dance. And then he's like, it's a $10 cover. They're like, what, for this place? That's fucked up. And then eventually they come back. It's it's a whole rigmarole. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, the things that make me truly nostalgic are the things that from a way simpler and younger time in my in, in, in my life, which was, sure. my, which was, you know, the years probably zero to 10, the 80s for me, the time when... 
you know, you're seeing so many different things happening culturally and you're becoming aware of those things. And those are, those are the things I look back and, and, and think of very, very fondly, specifically given that star Wars is coming back out and it's bringing up all, like I, I purposely have sort of, I've had to come to terms with this thing that's happened in my brain where I'm like, I, I want to shut off from this because I don't know if I can be, I'm a little scared of the nostalgic emotion that it, that he evokes a little bit. Like when you teared up watching the trailer and then I watch the trailer and I'm like, Ah, uh, no, it's still there. That trailer, that, that, oh that all that defense that I've set up is just very much on the surface level. Everything below that is just is a kid hoping to God that this movie is as good as he remembers it, or or hoping that it can evoke that feeling, that emotion in me that I had the first time seeing like you know the end of Jedi, where you're like, oh wow, this is it, and then you're you're like, there's there's no more. This is it. I got to go back and watch all three of them again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And then we got the Phantom Menace, which thank God for that. It's really kind of. <laughs> Just really did did it for me. You know what I mean, Carl? Unbelievable. You waited for it. <laughs> it was, it was building up. Metachlorians. Oh I got to get them yeah. all out right yeah, away. To me, um, what am I nostalgic about? I'm nostalgic about everything. Everything. And mm-hmm. it's it's. I am a deeply, deeply nostalgic person. This is something my people, my family talk about, and what and why they, my people, and my family, think I have such a deep connection to history because I just like old things. And things that happened already and like being in places where old things happen to me or to other people or wherever it is. So it could be a battlefield from the revolution or it could be like my grandfather's basement. But like I'm going to go down there and start tearing through old shit. Like when my I'm nostalgic for places and times I didn't even experience. That's why I think the Wonder Years is so powerful. Like it may like, you know, you're really a sucker for nostalgia when you're nostalgic for shit you didn't even experience. <laughs> it's shit that happened in the 70s. Yeah. Five and, years before you were born. But like my nostalgia runs deep. I, I it's it's strange because it is me. So I guess it's not that strange because I'm a really strange person. But uh, like I just lay around sometimes and just I have there's a, a nostalgic switch that goes off my head at night. Usually when I'm in bed and I just I well up a little bit in my in my my heart, like my, you know. And I'm just like, I miss these old times and I'm not even sure why I miss anything I'm talking about. Like I've had, I have weird nostalgic things happening to me all the time. I just like interacting with things that have already happened or things that are old. A story I've told my friends before is when I was dating this girl in college for several years, I went to see her family in Connecticut and I went to her grandmother's house and she had this bathroom that no one ever used. And I went in there and I could use the bathroom whenever I was going through all this old stuff. And there was like all this old like shampoo and conditioner and stuff from the eighties. And I was like, this is so, uh, it was 2005, I remember, it was the summer of 2005. And, <laughs> that's and, a weird story. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I was like, and I'm like, this makes me nostalgic, this this white rain bottle that's half used, yeah. with 1987 on the back yeah. of it. I'm like, who used this, and where did this come from, and is it still good, and then I used it, and it wasn't really good anymore, I'm like, this is, there's like just weird, like, I'm just, like, so literally anything can set me off, like, anything that's old mm. can set me off. My grandfather and my grandmother died, and we went through their house to on Long Island to sell it which was a mistake uh since the market was weak at the time and very strong now uh we uh we ah, whatever what you're are we, nostalgic we, for your bad real estate deals <laughs> well it's fine I mean, it's, you know it's, it's money but you know. uh i remember just going through like i was there for days like t- i left college for like a week and was just there like going through tons and tons of shit old notes between my grandma and grandpa, like just things like I remember there was a whole shoebox. You, you know, when you go to Catholic funerals, you get those cards mm-hmm. like there's a prayer whole shoebox. Yeah, prayer cards, the whole shoebox full of them from the 50s and 60s. And so I'm like, this is just crazy nostalgic. You know, everything about it, everything, you know, I think back about my childhood, of course. I mean, that's the most nostalgic thing about watching Ninja Turtles when it was on, when the episode was new. Yeah, I remember that I was there. You know, I remember, uh you know, getting my first 311 album when it came out, I was there. It happened. You know, like I remember getting, uh, you know, when 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 GameCube came out, it, it it even what's crazy that I realized about nostalgia is that it never stops. Like yeah. now I look back at 2010, 
And I'm like, man, those were the days. But they really weren't. To your point, you know, you didn't like your senior year. Junior and senior year at Northeastern were like the best days of my life. You know, I, I feel like I should jump in and say it wasn't that we didn't like it. It's just that shit hit the fan. No, I understand that. Yeah, things were unfortunate. I had some bad experiences it, it, when I was a senior yeah, too, but it, it, I would kill to go back for one more day. You know what I mean? I would. Oh, of course. You will never get those days back. Kids in college or high school going to college, enjoy that fucking time. That's all I'm saying. One kid on the Facebook group yesterday was talking about how he likes this girl and he's 19 and all this. And, and I'm like, dude, like, you are not even getting started yet. <laughs> you have no idea what's about to happen over the next <laughs> yeah. year. So just enjoy it soak it in because I, I wrote i was like i'm 31 now and i might as well be dead and i got a bunch of thumbs up of course because it was it was funny but it was i was i'm not even really being that facetious i'm like it, there comes a point in your time where in time where nostalgia is always gonna be better than what's ahead of you it's like the grass is always greener yeah, kind of 10 mentally. years you're gonna look back to when we all worked out of this bedroom yeah those were the days and, and we'll that's where we're working out of this bedroom. oh no <laughs> they, like i like the false nostalgia i remember getting all sad leaving my college uh the house i shared with you know all my, my best friends or whatever and i remember leaving shutting the door and getting teared up and being like I'm never going to live with my best friends again. And here I am, trapped in a fucking goddamn 20-year-old life until we get out of San Francisco. You know what I mean? For me, it's sights, and it's it it sounds, and it smells, and it's Mm -hmm. that. You know what I mean? Like, this trip, I just came back from Nashville, and I got in a couple days early to go do Nashvillean stuff that I wanted to do and didn't want to put on my friends or whatever. And so I finished uh, dinner at this one point. I was going to go to the Bluebird, but I had time to kill. So I walked down to Vanderbilt's campus and was walking around. And it's really huge, huge campus, really wooded and not a lot of light. So there's a lot of nature. And like, what up? So we're going and I'm walking on this campus and I could just I stopped and just stood there and listened. And I could hear crickets and bugs. And I was just like, I had forgotten that I I, 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 I had forgotten this stuff existed. So I didn't even know that I was missing it until I was there being nostalgic for it while I was in it of like, mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to San Francisco and I'm not going to have that. And it was the same thing when we rent and rented an Airbnb when my friends from Mizzou got there, which is another huge trip of uh, nostalgia being back with all your high school friends going to a football game or I'm college friends going to a college game. But I, I, you know, it was really hot in my room, so I left the window open in the morning. I, it was raining, and not like the fucking rain we get in San Francisco. This just like constant mist and garbage, but like a normal rain shower everybody else takes for granted. And like hearing it hit trees and leaves and the grass and all the stuff. And like then there was a we were, went out and we just sat on the porch that had like a ramshackled roof and we were barbecuing and drinking and stuff. And it was hitting that and like the pitter patter of that and just like I haven't heard this in forever because I'm not in a building where. My 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 room is the roof. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like when you were growing up or whatever, when it was a different story or in college or something to that effect. It was just like, fuck. Like these are these are smells and sights and sounds. And it mm. took me back as far as like fifth grade outdoor ed. You know what I yeah. mean? Like our first like real trip. Like you know all your kids, all the kids got on. Like your entire class got yeah, on and yeah, went yeah. up to I don't even fucking remember Wisconsin. And it was like a wooded area and it was raining the whole time. And that sight and that sound. And those, you know, it's like so cool. Yeah, I. I uh... College is powerful in that way. I mean, I hadn't been back to Northeastern since we when we went to PAX East this year is when I went back. And that was one of the most nostalgically powerful hour and a half I ever had before I met up with you guys when I just went early yeah. and walked around. And everywhere I looked, everywhere I looked on that campus, there was a memory. Yep. You know, a bench where I had a funny conversation with someone or, a, you know, a, a stairs into a, a freshman dorm where I broke a girl broke up with me or. You know, like all like and everywhere. And I was sending pictures to my, you know, my, you know, Ramon and Chris, my, my close group of friends. And uh, it was it was just so powerful. And I think that I never really talked about it with you guys. But being at we went to Connor's, which was one of our old bars that we used to go to. And I was so I was so overwhelmed being there. I was like, I can't believe I'm back in this place. Oh, again. no, I know. You know like, I, can't, I, I walked out of this place and never came back. Yeah. And 
it was nothing had changed at all. Right. Nothing had changed at all. That it was it was incredible. You know? That last trip I took to Mizzou, where I was the keynote speaker at that high school conference, right? Like going back there and going back there was some like I've been back to Mizzou a lot, and obviously, just like you're saying, right? Like every time we're tailgating this spot, I think of these me- memories, or if I'm in Shakespeare's or this, that, or the other. But to go back then and be like invited into classes to speak and still remember, it still feel like I'm a kid in those classes, but it mm-hmm. hasn't come in with that authoritative thing. That was crazy, and then. The last trip I was there for, right, was the one where they had just announced that the original Shakespeare's that, you know, from 1976 that I went, obviously was a part of or whatever for college, but I, it was my time, is being demolished. They're building a high-rise. Shakespeare's will be in the bottom floor. They're taking plank by plank. It'll look the same, da 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 I knew that was the last time that was going to be the Shakespeare's that I grew up with or my Mizzou experience. And I'll never forget, I was at, over at the Tiger Hotel there, which was mind-blowing to stay in the Tiger Hotel because I always wanted to do that when I was there. Not super nice. But I was staying there, and I went to bed, and I was, I had a, I was getting picked up at 5 for this ride to the airport, and... It was already midnight or whatever, and I sat there, and I, I laid in bed for like 10 minutes and finally just got up, got dressed again, went down to the campus, stood on, you know, sat on the columns, took photos of myself on the columns, took photos of the quad, and then went to Shakespeare's and got like my final beer at Shakespeare's, you know what I mean? Like, like everybody's there is just like chilling out. I'm like having such a like experience with yeah. my cup full of beer, <laughs> my plastic cup full of Boulevard wheat, and I was like, oh my God. That's so funny. And, and this was kind of what I was shooting for is... It, it it seemed like when we started talking, everyone was like, oh, what do you mean, bad? But I think we've really drilled down to the point of like, this is where it is. It, it, it starts out, you remember things and they feel good, but it also, it, it, it hurts a little bit. You know, it's for me, it's different because I feel like nostalgia completely drives my entire life. Like, I feel like it's mm-hmm. probably the most That's motivating. Im- important motivation in, yeah. in terms of emotions for me. Um, specifically where I, everything I do, all my interests, like I haven't liked something new in like 15 years. Everything I like is just not true. Iterations. Oh, only like seven years old. No, it's, it's like way older. Years old. I, like, I remember seeing that in fucking high school and we were like, oh, they're using Rhino's theme from fucking ECW <laughs> in this because we were getting laid amazing. left and right. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, no, things like that. Like Fast and Furious is actually a great example. Like I'm very nostalgic over that franchise, specifically back with like Tokyo Drift. Like I remember the group of or even before that, Too Fast, Too Furious. Mm. Even before that, the first one, like all never those forget. movies. Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah, exactly. Never forget. But I mean, I never will. Like the Trying going to, to the forget. theater with the group of people <laughs> that I went with at that time. Mm-hmm. Like those are the same people that to this day I'm like best friends with. And so it's funny because like I am different than you guys and that and that stuff never left me. I just or I never left it. Like it's all still there for me. The things that I'm nostalgic about, Kevin. I'm nostalgic about Kevin. Like there's not a, a day that goes by where there's not something where that. A conversation we have reminds me of conversations we've had, you know, or like when we go to Gordo's burrito, uh, taqueria to get burritos, like that is the place that I'm nostalgic over. So like the taste of that burrito, that is my childhood. That is all of that stuff. Mm. And a lot of it has to do with me not leaving San Francisco. Mm. But also recently I moved in with my best friend, Curran, and we grew up playing Smash Bros. And the last couple of weeks, maybe like one out of every three nights, we'll just come over to my room and be like, yo, a couple matches. And we just start playing, and I'm just like, it might as well be Smash 64, you know? And even more than that stuff, there's just like, you know, the movies that come out, like the Transformers movies, or the um, now there's a new Power Ranger movie that's coming out, or like all the things that would get me excited. Digimon is coming back as a sequel series to the originals that like I grew up with. It's like all that stuff is the things that make me excited, and for no reason, really. Disneyland. Disneyland's a perfect example. Why do I love Disneyland? The entire thing is this fabricated experience to make you 
uh, believe the the most intense emotions possible of your memories of what you loved. You know, it's like, all right, let's take all those movies that you loved when you were a kid, play the music really loudly and have fucking light shows and fireworks everywhere. Yeah. It's like to me, sound like you were saying sounds and smells and all that stuff. That is really what kind of defines the emotions is those memories and the places of being sure being somewhere. But I think it's crazy that we have like what Colin's talking about. We have nostalgia for places we've never been. You know, like Disneyland's an example of like it brings you into these worlds that you never were in, mm-hmm. but like you feel like you're you're part of it. You know, seeing well, the Star Wars trailers, hearing the music, it's like well, you feel like you're home. Yeah, but you still have a touchstone to when you initially viewed those things, and I think that's the importance of nostalgia. That's why that emotion is so intense, was because it kind of reminds you that your life on this planet has an end date. You know, and that every time you look back, you're like, I'm actually really far away from my childhood and those were those were very very important years for me and you sort of you relive them but it's always bittersweet because you're like i can't i'll never get that time back and part of me actually is just a little disappointed that i didn't fucking like just enjoy like to to colin's point like enjoy it while it was happening because you're like this is just my life i guess that's where i differ from you guys that's what i'm saying is like i don't think it's so bitter i feel like i'm it that stuff makes me happy and it's like i feel like i'm I, I get excited about things. I get really excited about things. No, I'm not saying we don't, don't think I don't they're going to be good. Still get excited about things. I, there's plenty of things from my childhood that I still love. It's just when I think back on Harry Potter, for instance, which was a, which is not even my childhood. That's like I mean I'm in my 20s at this point, yeah. or maybe grown you know, ass man. Yeah, right. grown ass man. But I look at that and I'm like, that was just a moment in my life where something was very very important to me, and it happened to be over a long period of time, but it ended. And so I didn't realize it at the time how important it was until it was done. You took it for granted. Yeah, I took it for granted. And, you know, now and there's just no going back to that. And I think that's the basis of nostalgia that it teaches you to really kind of appreciate what you have right now. Because, you know, 10 years from now, you're going to look back at this room, at this situation and go, fuck, it was a really good time in our lives. Yeah, it's true. And that's and and I think it goes back to the point that some nostalgia is negative or I think even nostalgia could have always a negative or usually a negative connotation in the sense that. It's at least for me where it's never 100% positive. It's always there is always a little bit of a negative kind of slant to it in the sense that, man, it was better than it is now. See, I, just I wish I could do it. I, I wish. Well, but I mean, that's that's it's not that I always look at something like that. But I think about the house I grew up in on Long Island that we don't own anymore is big, you know, colonial house with a beautiful in-ground pool and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, I wish I just enjoyed it more when I had it. You don't realize what you have until it's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and I think so it's it's. It's positive memories and then it's it's sad or lukewarm memories or it's 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 it, it makes you a little it makes you a little lethargic and shit sometimes when I think about it because I really do live in the past in my head. I do the books I read are in the past. The music I read or the music I listen to is often older and brings me back to a place. You know, I'm addicted to the sports that I grew up, you know, really enjoying and mm-hmm. remember those days, those glory days. I'm a huge Islanders fan. The Islanders won four Stanley Cups in a row before I was born. But I talk about them as if I was there, but I wasn't, you know, and so there is something about nostalgia that I think is inherently not for everyone or not in every situation, but there is inherently a negative connotation to it in the sense that it's like, man, those were the days. But isn't today supposed to be the day? That's why I always wonder. It's like everyone's like, no regrets. I live with no regrets. I have no regrets. And I'm like, how is that possible? Mm-hmm. How is it possible? I have fucking every day I have a regret. There, I don't think there's a day I go through in my life where I don't have a regret something. Mm-hmm. And that also is a, there's an element of nostalgia to that, too. If you felt like you were living perfectly day to day, you would never think back. But the true. strange thing is you wouldn't give any of it up for the world. You know, even one of every single one of those memories that you think you should have lived it more at the time or anything, it's only good because you did exactly what you did. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, what yeah. I, that's what I that's think. That's the when strange I, thing about you it. You know, it's it's a very complicated emotion. Uh, a friend of mine, in typical college fashion, told me this unsighted and it's stuck with me, whether it's true or not. 
He said the root of the word means the pain from a past wound. I think that's true. And it 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 kind of is, you know. It's See, I think that's I mean, yeah. I I get it. I just I, I when I think back and I talk about like oh I miss these bugs I miss the, or this I miss these fucking I miss these I was bugs. a huge bug enthusiast <laughs> oh my God. I was Trained called bugs beetles. growing up because I was cute as a bug's ear were yeah. you really yeah it wasn't until I went to school and Nick, had to write Nick, my no, name that I understood Gregory was like take a my note, real Nick, name. it's just like it's like peeling back an onion you know what I mean there's just so many the layers to the story fucked up onion ever yeah. it's so mm. beautiful mm. bugs is the kid bugs is a kid yeah bugs the I, know, kid. I don't know how I didn't know that you did you how did you not know that. I don't We're a hundred episodes into the show. That I was mentioned that. at least twenty-five of those On episodes. How many? <laughs> that you were called the Bugs. Yes. Bugs. Not I have the never bugs. heard bugs. that. I've never the heard bugs. that either. I've never heard that either. Where's the bugs? the bugs? Hey, it's me. Not only have we done a hundred episodes of this show, Greg and I did like three hundred episodes of Podcast Beyond, and I've lived to together with him for five years. So, uh, I feel like I should know that. Yeah, but I don't. I I'm what, writing this down. Yeah, please. I do. have to. I understand what we're saying. I think it's the longing for what was, but I don't. I don't think of it. In, I'm with Tim. I don't think of it in a negative way or like, yeah, like. Like when I say like I, I have no regrets or whatever, I mean like what we're talking. It's the same conversation we're having now, where it's like every choice has gotten me here. That's what I used to. I always tell my friends right when they'll talk to me about stuff that I don't regret anything. So getting back in this, we I look it up on the iPad. Oh, okay. I was gonna say what well, I want. I want to know because I I do remember the the root of nostalgia, the Latin root of it being I I co- something negative. I, I feel that. like I might have heard it at the same time as you guys talked about it on a show because <laughs> something else I wanted to bring up. You have ridiculously it, it's uncanny the timing the topics you guys talk about how they would happen in my life it, it's funny that a lot of people disturbing. say that stuff, and that's cool i mean i think that just shows that we just have conversations that everyone else has yeah so it's like when we're having them someone else is having it too what's, what's really cr- interesting is that you wrote it, or you told me on skype you wanted to do nostalgia as your topic and i was like hey. i was like all right cool and then i was like what's everybody's topics today and colin goes i'd like to talk about nostalgia yeah, like, so you, you want to talk about you want to talk about it? uncanny. All right, so the origin, well, the 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 definition is a noun: a sentimental longing or wistful attraction or affection, rather, for the past, typically for a period or place with happy personal associations. Something done or presented in order to evoke feelings of nostalgia. The origin is Greek nostos, return home, and Greek algos, pain. Return home, pain. Uh, the German, the German, <laughs> German for nostalgia is hemwo, which is homesickness. Sounds like they should have just named Gone Home Nostalgia then. And then <laughs> when nostalgia entered uh, English le- lexicon from the German in the late 18th century, it meant acute homesickness. So there is a negative oh. connotation that's become positive over time. Okay. Interesting. Just a very interesting emotion. It is. It is a, it is a fascinating emotion. I can I can relate I, because I did want to talk about it today, which is so r- weird. Um, it really does dictate my life, but not always in a positive way. I'm really in my mind. I mean, you guys know me very well. I'm, I'm, I'm often in my mind. And I do think that my, the power of nostalgia can, compelled me at a very early age to love history and to love old things. What? Yeah. No, it's, you said that the way you said it, me and Tim nearly jumped to the exorcist. Yeah. The power, 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 the power of nostalgia. I got to uh, so the house that I grew up in from the first 18 years of my life, which is like 10 blocks that way. Um, recently, we saw it was on sale. For like one point two million dollars, just the top floor. We used to have the whole house. Yeah. Um. And I was like, me and my friend was like, holy shit! Like we, we gotta need buy it. To, well, that was option one. We're like, can we buy this? We can't buy this. Um. If you support us on Patreon, <laughs> um, but we just need another hundred thousand. We were a really month. trying. Like we were looking into that, but then it was like, oh, there's an open house. We should go check it out. And it's crazy because I haven't been in that house in at this point almost ten years. Yeah. And the outside, they, they repainted. It was blue. It was a beautiful blue. Now it's some, like, puke green. It's like, guys, what are we doing? Uh, but I haven't seen the inside of it. Yeah. The inside of it, like, it was never that, that great. I mean, the space was great, but, like, the, the rooms were kind of, like, shitty and stuff. It was totally renovated. And so it was, like, 
the weirdest thing where it's so familiar yeah. and so different. Like certain, there was a room that was just gone because they bulldozed down like one lot, the wall lot, yeah. to make like the kitchen bigger. But then the kitchen was like gorgeous. And I'm like, this is fucking nuts. Yeah. And everything was new, but it still felt so familiar. And the weirdest thing was that it felt so small, huge house, yep. fucking giant house, but it felt small because you like, were not an adult there. Yeah. And uh, it was just, that was nuts. But then the craziest thing is it was so renovated and so nice. But then I'd look down and there was still like little scratch marks on the, the like awesome. near the ground. And I was like, oh my God, that's from the TV cart that we would bump into the wall that had my fucking Super Nintendo on it on yeah. the fucking CRT TV. And it would just keep fucking hitting the thing. And there's, there's marks there. And it's like, no one will ever know that shit. Yeah. But I saw, I took pictures of all of it. I'm just like, and I showed, what's crazy is like, it was zoomed in and I showed a couple of my friends. They instantly knew. They're like, oh shit. Like, the TV car. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, that's the power of nostalgia because I have the the opposite situation where that 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 colonial house that I grew up in, I went back and visited my friend and um, uh, he knew the guy that lived there and we were at some sort of like block party and he's like, you want to check out the house? And I was like, all right. So I like I walked in or whatever and they were like ripping down the wallpaper and and the carpets up and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't want to be in here. And I was, I, I'm like, I can't be. You're in killing here. it. Um, because you know to the, to the weird to the weird point of this well for what you're talking about the scratch marks when we moved out of that house we all went into the the attic and all wrote our names like but on the back of beams so like you wouldn't even know they were there unless you were like in the corner and then faced outward and I always wondered if like no one's ever seen those yeah I think I hit um, a note in our old house in the closet same thing yeah and I used to do that in every dorm room I lived in at Northeastern I'd what the write, note say I'm still here the ghosts will get you and every dorm room Don't in Northeastern I'd I'd get my chair and write on the top of the door so like where the door like the top of it I would yeah. write like my my initials and the date or whatever when yeah, I was there yeah. and I'm like no one will ever see this until these doors come down when they renovate this building in 25 years or whatever but um you know there's just something powerful about the simplicity and nostalgia too. those same guys that I was mentioning when I went to that person's house. I went and visited them in college, their brothers, and they were good friends of mine when I was growing up. And I hadn't been in their house in years, many years. Like I moved to 97. This was 2006. So I hadn't been in their house in like 10 years. Um, and I walked around like everything was the same. That the, I remember talking to his mom and she was like, show me around. I'm like everything's the same. The stove's the same. The sink's the same. The fixtures are the same. And then like, what did we do? Like we were a little older, so we got fucked up. And then we like played our favorite board game, which is that game Solar Quest that I love. Yeah. And then we went out drunkenly at like two in the morning and played <laughs> wiffle ball that like we used to. And then like we woke up the next morning, and went out into the, into the street and played hockey for a little while. So like we're grown ass men. Yeah. And and it was so simple. And my, my dad came and like picked me up like he would, you know, back in the day that, you know, I was home from college and he's like, how was it? And I'm like, it was awesome. We didn't do any like he's like, what did you do? Expect I'm like, we played wiffle ball. And he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, just like the old days and that whiz of the ball and that ball hitting that fence. Yeah. Uh, that same fucking fence that was there when I was in the late '80s, you know, same one. That's just, see, that's just and fucking I'm like, insane. That's, yeah, and I'm like, that's and I'm like that. It was one of the most simple yet powerful experiences yeah. I had ever had in my life. I will never forget that day. You're you know? talking about the the wiffle ball sound reminds me of like there's a from my old house. There's a Seven Eleven that was two blocks away, and that was like the walk. Like no matter how old I was, me and my friends were walking up and down the thing, or skateboarding, or scootering, or whatever. And being on a skateboard or a scooter and going down the hill. Like the the sounds of the sidewalk, the whatever. It was so specific, and it's only that to that two blocks. And if when I hear that, I'm like, I know that it's that two blocks. Yeah, and that's really fucking crazy. The, the dumb little things, or like when you just looked at this house, it was totally renovated, but some of the doorknobs were the same doorknobs they used to be. Who the fuck cares? Like, no one should care about that. That shouldn't be something that makes anyone go, oh, shit. But my friend looked at it and goes, dude, it's the same doorknobs. And, like, I got super excited. And it's like, why? And I looked at it. I'm like, man, I can't remember those doorknobs. But it's like, if you would ask me out, fucking doorknobs, I don't know. 
But in, I, everything in meant 10, so 15 much, right? years. You spent so much time there. It all meant so much. Yeah, in 10, 15 years, we're not, I, we, we could, but we're not going to remember those well, stories. That's what I'm saying is maybe we will. Because I it's one of those things where that... we'll remember the lock I broke, right? When I had cancer and got all mad and slammed the door and broke the yeah, lock. Yeah, I remember that. They, they, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you will. You'll never let me live down any of my mistakes. <laughs> no, but, never. Yeah, I've noticed. You better. The avocados <laughs> were mine. The avocados <laughs> were mine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, keep telling yourself that. They were. You don't. You're fucking counting your avocados Grandma on the Georgina clock. Grandma Georgina in the fucking Dude, bedroom do we need comes to out. Leave so you guys can work this out. No, we do this publicly. Don't worry. Okay. Everyone knows he's wrong. Can I not be in the crossfire? <laughs> no, you got it. You're the guest. You have to be the buffer. Got to roll through. We'll yeah, talk I, later. Been some yeah, crazy we will. Shit, but I'm looking forward to being nostalgic not, not about a couple this of later. <laughs> I hope you do throw some more of my turkey stickers. That did happen. Stickers to no. put on the thing. Well, the avocados, maybe. Maybe that's the avocado. Feature. We just keep little, little G's and little C's, and you guys can put little stickers on your stuff and call them. Put them in different bowls. You're thinking about it now, aren't you? I wouldn't want that at all. I just want Greg to remember that I bought two avocados and he ate them. This is one of those rare instances that I know everyone in the room, you'll know by the end of the day, but everyone in the room knows when Colin is wrong, but he won't admit that he's wrong. Mm -hmm. He's wrong about the two avocados. We only bought two and we hadn't eaten them yet. We'd gone shopping two days before. Mm -hmm. Grandma Georgina did not eat any. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The turkey was my mistake and I apologize for it. But let's end it on this note. Be good. Let's end it on this note. Be better. Be better. But let's end it. On, but let's end it on it. Let's end it on a on a, on a on a better note. None of you can ever say that you obsessed over a half-empty bottle of White Rain shampoo from 1987 in your girlfriend's bathroom in 2005, in your girlfriend's grandma's spare bathroom bathroom in 2005. So just know the power of nostalgia goes far deeper than you might even expect. The like, real conundrum of this whole topic yeah. has been that we've all said. That you, you look back 10 years, you're like, oh, those were the days, you know, I wish I, I'd give it all up for one more day, which means even now we need to, we need to live that way because in 10 years we'll look back and listen, we're all mad at Kevin about something, doing something dumb. But the thing is, I got this guy not able to count out fucking avocados and I want to kill him. I should stop wanting to feel those emotions, but he brings them out in me. We should just let it go. But, <laughs> but that's the fun of it. But, but that's the point too. And that's the power of nostalgia to me is that I don't ever, I've never gone through my life in the moment and been like, I'm not living right. Cause I don't think that I've not. Gone an extended period of time not living right. Sure, you're a little depressed sometimes. Sure, you should have gone to that party instead of staying home or whatever. But generally, like, yeah. it's all, it's really all facade. That's the point. That, like, that's the, and I think that's why nostalgia is an inherently negative thing sometimes because it's just like everything was always better and it wasn't. And if we can go back to those days and live a week when you were a little, what was it, bubs? Bugs? Bugs. You might, bugs. you might be like, this sucks. Cute as a bug's ear. What the and, fuck does that mean? Oh no, let's like, not fucking act like cute as a bug's ear makes so if, much If I was a good one down this path. I, I have to jump in and defend him. That is a thing. I, I've, I've heard that one. No, just this is like Colin's bullshit with the fucking mm -hmm. Halloween Eve. Just because Yo, two people are thing. wrong doesn't mean. Hey, but we're in different regions of the country, so that counts. Yeah. Uh, and so I've, Chicago, I've heard that, North I've heard that one. So the Halloween thing? No, that that's just an excuse to go throw things at. Yeah, okay. That's you know what? Me. I'm not going to incriminate myself. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> my, my my mom and my aunt are watching. No, I didn't do it. You, <laughs> you can't prove it. it. Alex didn't do anything, mom. Don't and worry about her aunt. You'll never find the fireworks. Nice. That was a great topic. Thank you. You're a natural at this. Do you podcast a lot? No. Okay. You no. should. You should think about it. I don't want one of my friends is moving to Austin. We'll see what happens. There you go. Done. That's it. Also, there's these guys at Rooster Teeth. They always do podcasts. You yeah. should go over there and ask if you can podcast them. Just know. knock on the door. They'll love that. I don't know. I've never really heard of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, yeah. Nobody's been not that big. Uh, of, of course, that topic was brought to you by Alex. Mm. But I do need to shove in a plug here, as always. We'll say it's also brought to you by kindoffunny.com slash store. If you're listening to this on the Friday, the full episode goes live, or the Monday, or the Tuesday beforehand, it's T-shirt Tuesday, November 3rd. Mm. 
new brand new t-shirt up. Do we know what it is? Can you tell what it is? We have an inkling, but we're not allowed to. I'm not at liberty to say just yet. We Good. Don't. Good. Well, there's a T-shirt Tuesday with an oh, exclusive shirt. Then, uh, if it's after Tuesday, just go to kindoffunny.com slash store. See what we have up. We have cups and stickers. And just the uh, PS I love you shirts shipped. I did. Yeah, and, and the garbage truck on right. fire. People yeah. are super stoking them. Really excited yeah, about the garbage that. truck on fire. We yeah. need that as a Twitch emote. It, oh, that's I, easy. Oh, we can make that happen. Sure. I, I need to be able to use that. Okay, that's a good, <laughs> that's a good point. Send it to me, and I'll get it broken out. Uh, I will. Tim. I also would like it as an emoji. Just in general, yeah, yeah. Emojis need to step the game up. They they did recently, but that's uh, how I feel about many of my conversations with my friends. Yeah. Okay, Tim. Yes. What's your topic? My topic is comic books. We've talked yeah! about yeah, yeah, boy. We talked about comics a lot on the Game Over Greggy show. Seeing as it's episode 100, I feel like you know we can bring some shit back and make some things happen. Um, what I want to talk about is what we're reading now, and to kind of maybe pitch each other on some stuff specifically because I just finished one that I thought was excellent. Okay. That I want, I want to at least talk to Colin about. I, I pitched oh. him on a little bit, but oh. I want to now that I've actually read it and can confirm it's amazing. Now I want to pitch him before on. We, we embark on this. Can yes. I can I just relay a little conversation Colin and all of us had about yesterday? Sure. Where he was like, and I quote, <laughs> "You motherfuckers need to be oh. way." What, what was the terminology? It was about movies. Yeah, he was like, "You guys need to be a l- way more insistent <laughs> on the movies that w- that I should see. When you think I should see a movie, you guys need to insist on it." Yeah, apparently, yeah, because you you we, you watched uh, Ex Machina. Yeah, yeah. And then you also yes. you also cited Gravity. Great. Oh, no, no, Interstellar. No, Interstellar. 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 These, Another great film. People told you these were good movies, but they didn't tell you enough. These were Colin. We didn't movies, say you so. need to watch. This is well, Colin I need movie. I need to, people to identify things as Colin movies. There's nothing wrong. I with I used to the right terminology because my fear. Yeah, like, with yeah, that's it, great. That's great. Okay. My fear with it is that I'm like Colin you have to do this and the second I use that term you're like this I don't have to do exactly do no that'll anything. be exactly what happens anything. oh I have to do it I'll never I'll do it yeah. never do it Metal Gear Solid 5 no what else never. came out? what movie do I need to see what else came out on that day <laughs> A- Alvin and the Chipmunks 4 that's a better movie Dude. that's a movie in the <laughs> century, movie in the century. <laughs> you guys are such, that's such bullshit because I'm really not a contrarian like that I'm really I not I'm just teasing and I'm I don't I, yeah the Metal Gear thing was a reaction to our audience being mean to me not you guys we're just giving you trouble little guy it's okay but insist on <laughs> insist on it you know, yeah, Interstellar. It's a good movie, Colin. That, that's that's fine. That's really interesting. <laughs> I feel like we've had podcasts trying to get you to watch Interstellar. <laughs> like, there's like 15 minute dive. And then I watch it. Like, I'm like, why did it? anyone ever tell me to watch this? <laughs> because really, no one ever did well, tell me. The other problem is this, though. Like when you when you say to someone that they have to do it, it sets that weird expectation, and it's never as good as. The person makes it out. But if I came to you and said it was fucking groundbreaking and amazing, like I'm setting it up wrong. That's you kind of just have to have. You always you, have to kind of trick them into it. You know? yeah. It's not even a trick. It's you, just you, like you, you got right. to be a little sneaky about it. Just, a little bit. Hey, I heard about this thing. I want to see what you cool. have to say about it. I don't know if I like. That's how I've gotten mm. my friends to watch both awesome and just heinous YouTube videos. Yeah, that's you how know? Tim gets me. You, to watch you, you every bring them into Shrek is love, Shrek is life, and say, I don't really know how to feel about this. And then they watch it. Hold on, let's rewind a little bit. Shrek is love. Shrek is life. Do not Google that at work. Oh, my God. For the love of God. I will show it to you. I'm going to Google it right now. I will show it to you later. It is the... It's the weirdest thing you can ever watch. It makes no sense. All right, we'll watch it later. Okay, I'm excited about it. It's... Oh, my God. I just want to say real quick about... Because we were talking about contrarianism, right? Sure. We really were. You brought it up. You're insinuating it. You damn fool! I gave you one. I gave you one literal reference that it's happened, and it didn't mention contrarianism. You crazy old fool! You literally, but 
You two need Who to spend some time Who brought up contrarianism? Let's think about that. Thank you. Oh, this is fucking video. bullshit. <laughs> Just because you, you can infer something doesn't mean you literally are talking about it. I wasn't it. even inferring it. I gave you one concrete example of when it happened. <laughs> when I saw Alvin and the Chipmunks? <laughs> no, that was my example based on the Metal Gear Mad Max. But I'm saying well, that's not a contrarian issue. But you're, inf you're insinuating that it is. Okay. You understand? Mm -hmm. You and I have to go to couples counseling. Because it's really gotten to that point now. And just fucking admit the avocados weren't my fault. I'm not, I'm not so sure it's your fault. I think Grandma Georgina's fault. Yeah. Oh, Grandma Georgina did not eat those goddamn avocados. Yeah, I think she might have. She hasn't eaten an avocado in at least three years that I wasn't a part it's of. Yeah, right. Vowels. Grandma Georgina ate the avocado. You're never going to know she doesn't leave her room. And she's never going to admit it. She would admit it. No, she wouldn't admit it. Can we call her? <laughs> this is like a phone a friend situation. <laughs> but You're what I was going to say to the point about contrarianism is that a lot of people think I'm a contrarian, but I'm really, I'm really not a contrarian. I'm teasing. It's, no, I know you're teasing, but a lot of people do think that I just mm -hmm. take. I'm like, I think people are entitled to have a different taste. It's funny to call me a contrarian since I, I run around defending Call of Duty every year. I don't think there's much contrarian about that. But I digress. Back to the comic book topic that I will have no input I, on. I do quickly have to point out the irony of you saying you're not a contrarian. I was gonna, but I'm happy that you're here to that's do not, it. That's not. That's that's not. That's that's nonsense too, because that's like saying it's contrarian to say like, "Hey, Nick, you're a murderer." I'm not a murderer. You're fucking contrarian. You're a murderer. Like, no, Nick's what a murderer. Colin know about me? Nick's a murderer. I'm a murderer. Some murder Sunday. Sunday. Let's I, move I on. agree. I get. I get. I get that completely. Many of my friends think I'm I'm contrary when I'm just telling them I feel differently. What are we reading now? Like, Greg, what have you been reading? Sex Criminals, uh, crim or, uh, Paper Girls. You, did you pick this one up yet? No, New those are both deals. ones that are... are on my, so oh, you haven't read Sex Criminals? No, no, no. Oh, you're going to love next it. In line, and though. then six years later, you'll make Nick read it. Yeah. He'll finally get I heard Sex Criminals. They talk about Cum World a lot. Cum World? Yeah. Cum World. Is this like a theme park? Kind of. Pretty much, yeah. My iPhone. Are you familiar with Sex Criminals? No, not at all. Oh, you love it. You're familiar. I'll watch it. I mean, yeah, but pitch it, pitch it. This is kind of like a simple people. Is that you? It's mainly from the. It starts from the perspective of this one girl who discovered at a young age that when she orgasms, time stops, and she can just do whatever she wants in that thing. In real, it's like a magic power. She can do. She can do whatever she wants. Like she tips over the microphone and then finishes the you, microphone will be over you know this is all really happening no this has to happen while she's orgasming mm -hmm. or is there a or so what? she only has like a 10 second window no, 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 or no, no, it's no. like it's, it's i just have into the rules of it or whatever don't worry it's like deferred or whatever but anyways, the point is there's not much as, as hero from uh heroes okay right remember? exactly yeah, that's an easy way to think of it yeah then, okay because i'm trying to think on. like there's not much i can get done in that yeah. five seconds where it's happening i'm worried about you get like halfway out of where it's gonna go yeah. and the, is it gonna be a sprinkler anyways, or a little like a broken so sprinkler you know what i mean this. is this gonna be a sprinkler or a broken sprinkler <laughs> you know what i mean i get it yeah <laughs> See, so Mom, eventually this is why I, I told you not on a one night stand or whatever she she has sex with the guy and discovers that he can he exists in this, this space between spaces too she calls hers the quiet. He calls it come world. They've all, they've all, they've for their entire lives, they're in their twenties now, have thought they're the only people who have this ability. Now they okay. suddenly meet that they can do it. So they go around and eventually they decide they're going to rob a bank together in the, t in the time, the downtime. Oh, that's and fun. And it turns out there's like other people with this power and they are like the police and they're running around and they have all these adventures trying to fight these people. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. How many issues is it in? I think it's, is it? I, yeah, it's I think it's 13. I Wait, remember reading something about it recently because I remember hearing about it. And normally, when I used to read comics, it was all superhero stuff. Ah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know why. Never really could get into the other not shit. not superhero stuff for more than the one offs. Mm -hmm. And I was reading about it, and I was I was actually pretty interested in about it because it sounds extremely crass or 
going to be attempting to be not grass right. and just be stupid. Sure. Well, but it's, it's from adult what I've heard themes it, no matter what. Yeah, from what I've heard, it, it actually sounds really good. But then I found out some dude decides to call something come world. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just... it's well, that's, that's the dude. Exactly, and that's the joke. Like, I'm if just you were, saying. If you were a uh, pubescent boy and you discovered this, like, what would you call it? I would you know call what it I mean? Cumpocalypse. <laughs> 13 ep- come again. Issue 13 is about to come out. Maybe, holy shit, saying? why yeah. is no okay. one moving? Am I finally going insane? <laughs> It's just what dear was God the show, Colin, where the girl could. It was like an '80s show. She could freeze time. Do you remember that? Was freeze it time? Another world? Something out of this world? Was it out of, out this, of world? this world? Another world was the college. Was like, di- yeah, that was the sequel to a different. Was show. it the or, one? Was it the one? Was a different no, world. no, a Cosby Show. Shit. Oh, yes. different world. That's different world. What was it? The same one where the she talked to the she talked to the cube. Yeah, she yeah, yeah. That's cube. that's a different world or another world or one of these world ones, right? Yeah, I, I, world. I love that show. Episode. I love that show so much. Yeah, me too. I remember that show very well. It was very weird. Yeah, she'd have like conversations with the guy in the pyramid. Yeah, right. It was her dad. Yeah, her dad. Because her dad was an alien. Right. Exactly. Are you sure this isn't a Star Trek episode? No, this <laughs> is, it might have been a Star Trek episode. No, it's not. I mean, it might be too, but I know no, exactly the show you're talking about. It's a very old nostalgic memory of me being really sad about it. I think. Yeah, I also had a crush on the girl. She was. Blonde. I so want to watch that. Is great. Yeah, reading that. Sex nail biter. Really into nail biter. Nail biter. I don't know. What that nail is. biter is the story of there's a town in the Pacific Northwest called Buckaroo. I think it's Oregon, but don't quote me on that. Not that it matters. And it turns out that like it's something like 16 of the world's most deadly serial killers have all come from that town. And there's a guy on the ground trying to figure out why that's happening. He mm-hmm. goes to he disappears. His friend has to come out and figure out why. And shenanigans and craziness ensue. Be honest with you, Greg. If you ever go on a hunt for why serial killers are serial killers and you disappear, yeah, you're done. Not, yeah, you're not I'm not going after you. Well, and I, I don't think anyone's really going to wonder why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just join them. I'll just assume you join them. Yeah, sure. I'm they call them the bugier. <laughs> what is it, Bugsy? Bugs. They just call me Bugs. Bugsy the annihilator. Bugs growing up. <laughs> no one's called me Bugs in you. Have you read uh, the Wicked and the Divine? I have not yet. That's another one that people keep recommending to me. I don't really know too much about it. It sounds yeah. like there's like pop singers and um. It's at a point where pop singers are gods because people kind of like follow them like a religious cult, like they do. Like sure. Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah and it, but it reaches a point where they, they do become like this like god-like. Sounds like, like a Rush album. Oh, they are just gods? Yeah. Well, they're nice. gods. Are you re- um, have you been reading Saga? So, so Saga, is, so pretty much I haven't been reading comics for like maybe six months. And then I was like, fuck, I need to get back to this because I was way behind on stuff. Yeah. So I went back and I caught up on all the stuff that I normally read. So Transformers, Ninja Turtles. Um, Invincible. Invincible. Spider-Man. Spider-Gwen. Uh, Spider-Gwen. Yeah. Batgirl. Yeah. Batman. And uh, yeah, so those are the ones I just, I always sure. just kind of read. Sure, sure, sure. And those are all kind of varying degrees of good or bad. Invincible, I've been really upset with the last really thirteen or so issues where the I'm space like, stuff? yeah, I'm like, I don't care I at all. And now this this new stuff they got going on, I'm like, fuck yes, yeah, it's I like great. It a lot. I like reboot question mark storyline a lot, but it's one of three, right? Is like the, the book that just came out. Yeah, so you're like, oh, okay, so in but four I mean, issues again, all the question marks and all the like them putting that out of three. Yeah, that's for a reason. Yeah. Right. I don't know what that I, reason is. I. I mean, like, I think we. I think mean, it's pretty obvious how that's going to go. Spoilers, I guess, or whatever. And for you know, whatever. You. And I've talked to you about this, haven't I? You. You don't even read Invincible, right? I. I do. Oh, how far behind are you? Very. Uh, three episodes or, or three issues are there? You'll be fine. I mean, it's. He, <laughs> you know, Mark shoots down that hole, and then Oliver's like, "Wait, no, don't!" And then it gets. So it's clearly the thing he walks up to, like, is basically that thing from uh. The old Superman story that, you know, the star like guy that attached to you and gives you your wild, your wildest dreams or whatever kind of thing. So he's going to wake up from it, I'm sure. Yeah. Nothing else changed. 
I don't know. We'll see. I, mean, I hope that's not the case. That will be very upsetting. I mean, the, the best thing about Robert Kirkman is that he likes to fuck with you. And he knows he, that he, shit. He, that's he, my he, thing. He swerves. Yeah. He swerves, yeah. Because, yeah, the last the last bits have been been rough to get through. And uh, But so I, I caught up with all those, and I was like, all right, I'm going to give Saga a shot because everyone's telling me that I need to. Right. Kevin is the one naysayer. Kevin is just like, Kevin doesn't it's not like good, it's too dramatic. Like, who, who writes Saga? I see. Uh, just, Brian Vaughn. Fiona and something. It sounds Fiona like Brian Staples K. Vaughn is going it. to be yeah. a weird comic. It sounds it. like one of the ones my dad keeps telling me to read, because my dad reads those kind of comics all oh, the those time. Those kind of comics. Like non-superhero comics. Non it's a thing. <laughs> it is. Yeah. That's all he, it, when we used to but go to comic But it's fucked up because they're the best ones going. That's all he'd yeah, well, Saga is like, it's like a rough on Romeo and Juliet, basically. So the thing on Saga, if you guys don't know, it's Romeo and Juliet meets Star Wars meets Game of Thrones. Yeah. So it's yeah. just it's the the epicness mm. and character styles of Star Wars lovers with the plot of Romeo and Juliet, but with the fucked upness of Game of Thrones, which is like if that doesn't sell you on it, you're just not into those in things. Space. It's fucking awesome. I love it. I just I in like th four space days travel. I caught up yeah. with all of it. I'm like, man, I wish there was more right now. Sure. Um, it's really good. It's a little crass unnecessarily, I think, sometimes. Sure. Um, Especially when you're life. on a plane. Yeah, life is. But yeah, it's just they say I don't, I'm not a fan of saying fuck just to say fuck, and I feel like sometimes they say fuck just to say fuck. Yeah, um, that's fun to say. It have is you, fun to say. Have but, you had the experience yet where you're reading a comic book on a plane and you're like, "This is really oh, that's a tit." Yeah, of like course. Some uh, that, was me, that was me with uh, Saga. Uh, yeah, she's oh, yeah. getting plowed from behind. I'm like, yeah, I was like, oh, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of it's like Game of Thrones in a lot of ways. But yeah, Saga is excellent. You look around. You do this first. You're like. Great one of those. Yeah. I was playing Persona yeah. on, on the plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, the guy sitting oh, next to me was extremely old and just, you know, it, it playing out of North Carolina. The, yeah. not, not the major airports, Wilmington's airport, which is like tiny, super country. The dude just like looks over and the amount of just does not compute on his face <laughs> when he sees Teddy get out of the. Nice. <laughs> it was just like, what is wrong with this dude? This generation's ruined. Um, so I, I caught up on Saga and I was like, fuck, I want more. So then I was like, oh, what else is this guy written? Because yeah. like, this shit's fucking good. And then I saw that he wrote this thing called The Private Eye. Mm -hmm. Private Eye was something that someone recommended to me like months ago. Downloaded all of them. Um, it's like a really interesting, it's like a pay what you want model type thing, which mm -hmm. is pretty unique for comics. And so you can get all of them free or you can pay whatever. And so I just downloaded all of them. And then I finally started reading it. And in two days, finished all of it. It's only 10 issues and it's a complete story, which is my favorite. Like when things are ongoing, yeah. it gets a little bit messy and stuff. But like when you know there's an end and the the writer has a fucking clear plan of where right, he's right, going, right. that's great. Otherwise, it's like, and then time travel. And it's like, fuck, God damn it, don't do this. Yeah. But so this is what I'm trying to pitch Colin on, Private Eye. So the plot of Private Eye is we're in the the near future. So it's like 2070, I think. And in 2050, the cloud bursts. So everything that's in, in the cloud oh, is okay. revealed to the world. So all of your search history, all of your, your contacts, all of your... Um, I think I've actually like, heard of this, yeah. Yeah, I, I told you about it like mm. last week, but now that I finished it, I'm like, I can actually recommend this. Because um, the first couple issues I wasn't like super sold on, but then as it comes together, I'm like, fuck, this is great. Uh, but so everyone's secrets are out there. So there is no more online uh, anonymity. Gotcha. And I mean, just imagine how much that would fuck people. And so even all the, the people, YouTube commenters. Yeah, exactly. But even the people that are like 
feel like, oh, I have nothing to hide. It's like they do have something to hide, whether there's text messages from their past or, you know, there's all these different pictures they've taken or yeah, yeah. Um, anything. There's like so many things they've bought, like all this different stuff comes to play. And what happens is they shut down the Internet and everybody is required just by by sheer necessity to create alter egos and like secret identities in real life to kind of hide from stuff because no one wants their real identity to be out there mm. because then they're like, you know, going to be in trouble for some shit. Sure. So people have like they wear everyone's wearing masks and everyone's doing stuff and they come up with multiple identities that like they don't even share with like their friends and stuff because they're like YouTube common identity will be one thing and then their like work identity will be another and like they come up with these like real identities in real life and it is such a fascinating story the police there's no more police the press is the new police force so like there's journalists that are out trying to like get to the bottom of shit and like catching you for for stuff and sure. and all that and man the end is fucking amazing how long is it 10 issues oh wow okay yeah it's fucking it's oh, in and God. out it's like it's really, 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 really good, and it's just such a fascinating storyline. And they're not coming back to it. There's not no sequels, no yeah, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. It's just fucking, it is what it is. And the story is great. The characters are good. There's um one of the main characters is the main character's grandpa, who is a dude. He's essentially me. Uh, like he's grown up with all this stuff, in love with using his phone, addicted to his phone, addicted to Facebook and all the social media and video games, being connected and all this stuff. And it's just it's a funny look at what the future is going to be where there's this uh, old guy covered in tattoos, which is like all the, the, the people my age now that are covered in tattoos. Eventually, they're going to be old people covered in tattoos. And that's going to be weird looking, you know. And so this guy is that and all these the, the people there's a mystery going on and people are like what we don't even know how to use this shit. And they're talking about iPads and stuff. And he's the only like crazy guy that's like nostalgic about having iPads and <laughs> nostalgic about his phone. Like he won't stop having his phone even though it hasn't been connected forever but he keeps looking at his old facebook messages just because he wants to relive like his memories of what the internet used to be and it's fucking so good that sounds awesome yeah tim you would die without the internet i know literally you wouldn't go a day you should be like this that's I'm it done. you swallow Peace. this phone oh. yeah and then you shit it out i think and most swallow of it again. Would. <laughs> you, you, you really don't realize how useless everything you own is until until it doesn't have a connection to something. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. I was on a drive up to uh up, up north a little bit with my wife last weekend, um, and we hit the inevitable, the dead zone, as far as the connectivity of the phones were concerned. And I was like, "Well, shit! I haven't downloaded any music in the last oh god two years. Yeah, I've got Spotify. She's got Pandora. Between the two of us, we had nothing. Yeah, nothing. And we were forced to talk to each other. Oh my god! And it was a fate worse than death. Terrible. Yeah. It was terrible. Uh, I almost pulled one of those, all right, I'll be right back, and just left the car <laughs> midway, <of> just <laughs> taking off the seatbelt, just gone. Roll. Now I like fine. the be right back statement before <laughs> you dive like, out of the car. Be right back when I get coffee. <laughs> Have you ever seen someone try and pull those just out of habit and then realize they're in an enclosed space? No. No. <laughs> you have friends like this? You have some weird-ass well, friends, Alex. Not not friends. This was for people I knew my freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just the stock thing when, when this guy was ready to go, it was like, all right, see you later. Doesn't matter where he, he just kind of came out of his mouth. You know, it was, it was one of those things he says a lot. And when he, when that trigger went off in his brain, it was like, all right, see you later. Then he, oh crap, <laughs> I'm in a car. <laughs> I'm trapped. Oh, you can't go anywhere. I can't do this anymore. One time the he car did commit like to a... it, we were in line for cookout 
and he, he just, just fuck it. I mean, cookouts right next to campus where I went to school, and he just bounced out. All right, I'll see you guys mm-hmm. later. I, no, I he friend... didn't. He didn't bounce out. He went to the walk-up window, oh. got food, and then, then left. left. Yeah. I had a friend, Raymond, who smart. every once in a while would just decide he's done with whatever we were doing. He's like, bye, and just leave. Like He, he would always leave, though. It's like, all right, Raymond. See you later, Nobody loves you, Raymond. Yeah. Oh, I like, that. Uh, I like that. Going back to comics, I can't say this enough. The Star Wars comics are amazing. Nick, mm-hmm. you need to read these things. I, I, They're on my list of to-dos. Yeah. Yeah, I got to catch up on uh, Invincible and Saga first. Yeah. It's just hard because the comics, the part of my brain that's like, I'm not getting the value you deserve out of these. Because mm. more often than not, it's, you know, it's three bucks a book to finish that. I mean, I'm a slow reader, but I'm pretty sure I could finish that thing in like five minutes. That's, that's not a big bang for your buck on that, right? So Comics I mean, are tough. Comics, it's I, tough. I, I, it's I catch myself tough. all the time being like, wait, slow down and look at the panels. Because if you're just reading, yeah, you, you breeze right through and you're done. Yeah. It's disposable. It's out the window. Yeah, comic books are one of those things still I don't get. I don't get. I'm not interested in them. You know, it's, just, it's not even, I'm sure they're great stories. That story sounds awesome. That would be a great movie or a series. You know, I love the idea of the anonymity, anonymity now being in person mm-hmm. instead, instead of online. I think it's a brilliant idea. The question, of course, is if everyone's information leaked, then everyone will be hurt. So why would it even matter? But that's but another, they that's, get into a whole bunch of shit. It's fucking so good. I recommend reading it just well, for, so I'd we like, can talk I, about I, it. I'd like to check it out. But the, the, I'll buy, the, I'm going to buy for sure. So well, I'll, I'll just read, I'll read, read it. Look at the pictures. You can get it for free if you wanted to. But the, uh, yeah, I just, that's just one, it's comics that just don't resonate with me. I don't get them. I don't understand them at all. So it's, 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 because uh, to Nick's point, it's like I used to try to buy them and read the like, G.I. Joe comics in the late 80s, early 90s were really, really, actually really popular. And mm-hmm. um, I used to get those and my brother would buy them. I look at my brother's X Men and X Factor comics and someone I'm like, I just don't, wanna, like, these are cool characters. I guess I'm like, I just don't, why, why? You know? Yeah. Like, why, like this format's a specific format. I, I just don't get it. You know, it's, it's, I'd rather just read about these characters, you know, and I actually like, have words and, Tell me what's going on, you know, and all mm. these kind. Of, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. So even like when Jericho, the last time I tried to really read a comic was when Jericho went to, which is a great show, one of our Greg and my favorite shows. Um, went like went to comics to finish the story, and I'm like, I just, I just read the synopsis. I'm like, I'm not doing this. I, I remember I read like half the comic. And I'm like, nah, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I think yeah. I'm with Colin on this one. As someone who has fallen in and out of love with comic books, I, I used to love them, and I think the divide was when I discovered I can when I can read a comic book. And that's it. I can't do something else at the same time. Mm. The big, the big thing for me that kind of changed was, I listen to a lot of books as audiobooks, but I do it while I'm playing a game. Mm-hmm. So it's, I feel mm. like I'm getting more than one thing done. Because see, I'll, <laughs> well, I'll play, I'll play a game like the mindless parts of Metal Gear, like these, these side ops. I don't care. I'm, you know. How dare you? Well, no, I'm with him. I mean, yeah, when I was doing side ups, I was listening to Bob. I made it. I made a fucking art format of taking those tanks down, like the heavy infantry and the yeah. tanks. Yeah. But down. while I'm seconds. doing that, I, I was getting through a book as well, or a TV right. show. Like, I'll, that's the weird thing. I'll do it with Netflix too, podcast Netflix. I don't. I, there are plenty of TV shows that it sounds weird. I don't have to watch. They're just there, kind of yeah. on next to me. Yeah. Like perfect example: Malcolm in the Middle. Throw that on. It's just going in the background. Play some Destiny. Same thing. Feel like I'm doing more than one thing at once. Whereas with a comic, I have to sit there and do mm. the thing. And, and at least with a book, when I want to read a book, it's there's more. It's more of a I'm sitting down to read this book. I have a reason for doing it, and it's going to take me a while. And with a comic, it's like I'm in the bathroom. All right, cool. I'm done. Um, I'm not even. I'm, I'm already done with comic book, but I'm not even done with going to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard. It's hard. That's I mean, the thing is, like, I mean, like the reason I like comic books is that they force me to slow down. 
it is the one I have to focus. Like I, I, I can't tell you the number of times where I'm like, I can't wait for The Walking Dead tonight. That's gonna be so great. It's I can't wait. And it's the only thing I watch on TV that day or whatever. Sunday comes around, I turn it on, and then sure enough, 15 minutes, and I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, wait, I was excited for this all day. I have to mm. force myself to put it down and put it away. Whereas the comic books, like you have to give it your undivided attention. So yeah, I can't imagine doing what you're doing. Whatever, whether it's comics, music, movies, TV, internet, whatever. I just, I am doing one thing. Like I can't watch. Like I can. It's if I'm watching Malcolm in the Middle, it's because I want to watch Malcolm in the Middle. If I didn't want to watch Malcolm in the Middle, I wouldn't watch it. Like I need to like just kind of get into it. With, like, especially with music, it drives me crazy when people are like, "Oh yeah, just, you know, just I just have the music on and I'm doing other stuff." I'm like, no. Like music is a thing you do. Interesting. I'm, I'm one of the reasons I really like this show is because when you and Colin talk about music, I tend to agree with you guys a lot. I listen to a lot of music, like a lot. That's one of the big things I do, and I never just listen to music. And it's it's it'd be interesting to see you try and deal with how how I do media. I I literally have headphones on, speakers on, and a computer. I will listen it's to like a, Kevin. I, I will listen to music while listening to a book and playing a game. Yeah, no, it's like and it'll be a mobile. Like with games, even if the there's not like a thrilling soundtrack or like mm. whatever. I feel like it's part of the experience. Like I feel like I'm missing out on. What's well, only some types on, of games though? Like I can only do it with like Minecraft or like right. Heroes of the Storm or something where there's no a, a little bit of meat on the bones. You know, mm-hmm. like the whole thing about Minecraft when it came out because you know it was just something to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no. Colin mm-hmm. and I just talked about this on the most recent episode of PS I Love You, or at least the morning episode Which of PS I, I Love You. To you, know, you got a lot to catch up on now, brother. Uh, but no, like, yeah, like grinding and games, right? Mm-hmm. Like Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning and Skyrim, and I'm sure when Fallout 4 gets here, those are games that I know I'm going to eventually get to where it's like, fuck, I just need to knock out these quests or whatever. I, I know. Every so often I forget that it's almost time I and I remember it's I almost time even... and I'm like, Nick punched me in the head and put me it's in a fucking so, coma It's so time. close. Here, listen, here, here's the thing about comics is that it's it's like me, like, think about the different media forms and I appreciate pretty much all media forms because it's fine. Like, I think comic books are beautifully drawn and, you know, some of them and, yeah. and you know, interesting stories. It's just, I think about DC and these characters, for instance, these Batman. I really love Batman and I, I appreciate Batman and that war. I'm like, this would be, and we've talked about this past, and I know that they exist, but I'm like, just write books. You know what I mean? Why did the, why does everything have to have pictures? Like, what is even the allure of this? You know? Like, it's 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 it would be much more fun to have, like, a fully fleshed out story instead of seeing a panel with it's a, a big towering building, and the next panel is Batman standing on the building, and then there's a panel, like, close up with Batman, and it's, a, and it's like, you know, just an ellipsis or whatever, and I'm like... You could just explain this in a much more che- in a much cheaper way, frankly. That would be like much more exp- like even you can even garner better visuals in your head based on what's going on, based on the words usage, as opposed to the like five hundred words that might be in a comic book, and that's probably really even a lot of words. So but that's why it's a different art form, right? I but I just yeah no I and I so I appreciate it for what it is, but I, I get frustrated. It's not for you. I'm like, yeah. Tell stories, tell stories like with words. Use your words mm-hmm. and tell me a story. If Batman was a book, if they were like we're releasing two Batman novels a year. And it's going to be this continuation to me, all this fantastic. I'd, I'd totally be in. Sure. You know, I, I would absolutely be in. And I, 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 so, and I bet you the stories would be better. And I bet you the using a little bit of your imagination is fun. It's, it's, um, it's like, what's a, a recent example? The Hunger Games. I read the Hunger Games books. And I really like the first Hunger Games book. The second one is identical to the first book, which was like the most frustrating thing in the world. Then the, the third book was, you know, whatever. Uh, but but I had I had this great image in my head of everything going on the cornucopia and the arena and and the way all the characters looked and stuff and I see the movie and I'm like this is just isn't the way I saw it in my head and I often wonder like what kind of awesome images could I conjure up if I just didn't have a touchstone at all like I didn't have a touchstone when Samantha or whatever her name is Collins I think that's her name 
uh, or no, yeah, Rebecca, I don't know, whatever, uh, Collins is her last name. When she released those books, I'm like, my image of those is just so much different than this, the, um, than the movies and, right. and and it's disappointing and it almost ruins it for me. You know, I hear so, you, but I mean, it's just, that's the whole thing is like, this is what we're talking about again on PS. I love you the other day. Right. Or just the fact of like, it's their story in this instance. You know what I mean? It is the last of us. This is how they want you to have this experience. And then granted, like you're saying, there's other, other other things. The problem of course is like, I just said a second ago too, is just that like superhero books are tend to be so bad overall. Like I've been reading everything DC, like everything in so many of these books. I'm like, terrible terrible skip, skip you're skip, talking skip, about skip. comic books yeah okay yeah yeah and like oh, there's, sure there's standouts that are great but like when i'm talking about who's doing the best work right now the work i'm most into it's image over and over like every book i listed a second ago was image right mm-hmm. and it's because the, and I'm, they're not they're you know here's this weird detective thriller happening in buckaroo and here's you know what i mean like mm-hmm. they're not here's this thing and i'm not sure 100 where paper girls is going but like here are these girls who deliver newspapers in the 80s and something crazy is going on their first night this one girl's first night on the job you know what i mean like that's way more interesting to me than 90% of DC yeah, and Marvel like right some now. babysitter club shit. Yo, r- real, real <laughs> she quick. She smokes cigarettes. You'd like her. Oh, okay, cool. There's a Monster Squad poster in her room. <sighs> but I wonder I wonder if it's not fair Great to it. And this is just an assumption. I mean, I have looked at numbers and I have studied it because when we were talking about video or uh, comic book movies and how prolific they are, yet comic book readership is like dwindling. So it's, I wonder if there's almost something to be said about like, why don't you try a different way? You know, like, I'm try, not totally a down. try a different way of telling the, these stories. The different one, see, not even, like, d- comics need to kick in the ass. Like, you said a second ago that if they did two novelizations right, that they'd be better than that than the comics are putting they out. They could tell probably, in a novelization, though, Greg, probably 30 comic books worth You're missing story. my point, though. You said that, right? Right. And, and Kevin shook his head, like, no. And I'm with, I'm actually with you that I wish, that what, I, what I always want them to do is blow up continuity and find writers and art, art, artists artists and writers put them together and say you have 12 issues to tell your book we're going to put them together out in a compilated thing that's the future to me personally yeah, what I they do that. right now with superman earth one and batman earth one where all of a sudden i get a fucking hardcover that's 136 pages and it's this beginning to end story and usually like the last panel teases what the next book's mm-hmm. going to be about and you're like that's fucking perfect this nonsense right now with like 30 the, pages a month the dueling maybe. superman books that are going on and trying to tell you the same thing while justice league's telling you the same thing but he's still dressed as superman and it's just like this is what are you doing you're just trying to put something out monthly what's the what's the goal here i miss that and that's why image is great because they have a goal yeah yeah i would like it even i'd like even the situation to be such that find find some I'm not saying there's aren't there aren't talented right I don't know anything about the comic book industry at all so don't assume that I'm I'm speaking from a place of, of knowledge because I'm not but my assumption is that a lot of the writers in the comic book industry are talented but don't they don't write the way I would want something to be written and I would love to see I mean maybe it would be financially viable although I'm not so sure it wouldn't be if you were to say like find some good writers and write you know write write a Batman trilogy th- two three four hundred page books that's the story. Find people that are outside of the of, of that industry to even write these things. Film mm. in a little bit, film in a little bit on on you know what needs to be said and like let them go. And then yeah. you have no touchstones to all this bullshit retconning and all this kind of stuff and just tell the story because I, I you know it's been fun and interesting to me to watch comic book movies just explode and comic book culture explode and all these things explode. But comic book numbers are really seem to be low. You yeah, know? they don't they're not spiking exactly. Crazily. So it's yeah. it's it's so that tells me that it's not the it's not comics that matter to people. It's the it's characters. the stories. It's the characters and it's, the stories. It's the Flash and it's, you know, Daredevil and it's Gotham. By the shocker. way, it's it's Shocker, of course. By the way, <laughs> you, I was talking to my dad the other day. Huh? Sorry. Si- he's a great man. I know. You know, I love my dad. I'm 65-year-old. GJM, what up? Retired fireman. I'm like, what are you watching? You got to check out this movie, X-Mac, and nobody told, nobody told me to watch it. That I'm telling you to watch it. <laughs> and he was like, 
he's like, oh, that's interesting. And he's like me. Like, I'll have to tell him five more times. Like, yeah. Uh, but he sees a lot of movies, so I actually assume that like, he goes to movies all the time. So I, my assumption was he already seen it. And I'm like, so what are you watching these days? He's like, well, I'm watching, I'm watching Gotham. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And I'm like, really? He's like, my dad loves Batman too. And he's yeah. like, yeah. And I'm like, you like? And he's like, yeah. I was like, huh? All right. You know, I'm like, I didn't. I'm like, I totally didn't expect that. You should watch. For God's sakes, watch House of Cards. He's like, all right, I'll talk to you next week. So mm-hmm. you know, that was basically the extent of the conversation. But I thought that was an interesting kind of. Are you gonna keel over when you call him in a year? And what do you watch? He's like, oh, I'm watching the Supergirl season two. Supergirl. Uh, how how did people enjoy this show? They did monster ratings. Well, I'm sure it did, but that yeah, doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. The people the people like it. I'm 30 minutes through the first. Ha- I'm I'm halfway through the first show, so I haven't gone online to look at reactions. So I have no information to give you on that one. I'm interested to see if that uh, if that catches on or not. Anyway, I I I, I so I, I feel like a lot of the people too are a little disenfranchised from the community because. You know, like Comic-Con, we talked about Comic-Con um, and how many Comic-Cons there are. And I'm like, it's called Comic-Con, comic convention, but it's really not about comics. It's yeah. about the characters that are ancillary. The popular to, to, arts. It's now not, they yeah, say exa- ex- exactly. Yeah. So I think we just have to figure out a new way forward. Like that. I think I think that there's probably much like the nerds at the center of games. I mean, even we are like those like what, the purity of Mega Man, for instance, like it's sure. really important to me. I'm sure there are a lot of nerds that there's like a purity to Batman comic books and the cells and the, and, and the art and stuff like that. And I'm like. I think you just have to figure out a new way forward to get people like it's me. One of those th- it's one of those, it's all about the financials of figuring out how it exists. Mm. You know, comics don't get any bigger, great. Maybe they go and make books then for people who want the books and then you still have the art from over there. Oh, I'd be in, dude. If, if they if they did it where I, it wasn't a one-off, but like if they told a continuity over years yeah. that was like a novelization, yeah. I'd love that. And I'd, that's I'd the, and so, because it's just talking, it's different audiences, it's finding different audiences. They found so much success with the movies because there is a bunch of people who don't want to read comics. And like I'm telling you, man, like com- reading a comic book takes more effort than you think. Because it isn't reading the words, it is looking at the faces and looking in the background and seeing how this person reacts or doesn't react or what they're doing with their hand. I mean, like how many times you see something like that was a weird plot twist and then you'll reread it or somebody tells you, no, no, go back to this page. You missed this part where it's like, holy shit, I did. Like it's kind of if like I've read them wrong before. I still do every so often when I'm in a hurry or whatever, but it's about like going back and rereading. I also want to point something out. Um. I used to think I would love to read a novel about Batman, and I've read a lot of Batman books over the years. More and more, I'm thinking I wouldn't. He, as a character, is interesting in the format of a comic book. If you give me too much of him, like even a short novel, I think you'd reveal that there's not as much going on to him as a character in that format as there is in a comic. It's very much you. You have to use the medium itself. With with books, you know, when you write something, you have to follow the rules. Don't write about it if it's not important. Whereas, mm-hmm. if you do that for a superhero kind of thing, that would be really boring. I don't know. You, if I you, feel if like you I only like give me thing. if you book. only give me the absolute essentials of what happens in a Batman book, there's no in there's no environment to it. The same way when you read a comic, you see all the things that make him. Him, you know, it, it's kind of like playing mm-hmm. Arkham Asylum. The first way it's the cool thing about that game is you felt like Batman. You were hiding. You were doing the whole thing. It was the environment it created. And it could only happen because you're stuck in Arkham. Same way with a comic book. You're you, you're seeing it happen. So they show you. They don't necessarily tell you. And then it's on you to see it. But if you have a whole book. I, don't know, I think it depends. I, on the, I, 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 I see your point, but I think it depends on the, the author. Right. I think that's that's mm-hmm. that's the job of the. The person writing the book is to compel you um, to keep turning each page. Uh, I see both sides. I see the side of, of uh, Colin's argument as well, but I come at it more from a visual medium, right, where I love film more than anything else. And one of the 
one of the parts of the process of a lot of uh, films is the storyboard process where someone sits with them and the director oftentimes will sit with an artist and say, what is your sort of vision for how these frames are going to look or this environment or all these things? And I think that I bring that level to it. So when I read, my brain fills in the blanks. It starts, it looks at it like it is a storyboard. And I see, I physically start, if it's a good book and a good enough story, I physically start seeing the action unfold in my head from from uh, pain to pain. Um, and I, I don't know, I, mean, I think it's a good, you get a really good graphic novel, not necessarily a superhero book, but a good graphic novel. And it really is a unique and very, very stunning art form, if done well. But that's the same for everything. If novel, if, an, if right. a novel is beautifully written, then it, it sucks you in just like anything else. But I do have to point out, I just thought of something that does kind of ruin what I said. Oh, is it yeah. this? Batman the Ultimate Evil? The hardcover book I'm recommending to you and Colin no. again. It is the best book I've ever written. Uh, one of my favorite authors, uh, Neil Gaiman. No. <laughs> it's not true. Don't worry. <laughs> it's, I'm recommending the book. Now, it was released in 1995, so I was 12. So, I, But I remember at the time thinking it was awesome. Batman goes after a child sex ring. Like he like kids are being Sign fucking abused. Into- I'm interested in the story. Okay, I I can't speak to it anymore. But I remember back then thinking it was a great book. Sorry, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, but one of my favorite authors, Neil Gaiman. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know Sandman. Sandman, awesome. Start American Gods. Yeah, is very similar in the the essence of what it is. American Gods is one of the best books I've ever read. And I've read a lot of books, and I got to say that. He he totally nailed everything that was cool about Sandman as a comic, mm-hmm. but in a novel form. You know, he, he maintained that air of like you don't understand how all of it works until mm-hmm. it all kind of comes together and, and you're like, Oh yeah, it totally makes sense. But I don't know, I just I do worry about some comic book characters that you show what's good about them only in a comic, and if you try and take them out of that, I think it would be nothing but making them weaker. Kind of mm-hmm. like Fight Club the book against the movie. You know, sure. Well, I think like, read the book. It's, you take Batman, yeah. and we kind of know Batman, right? We kind of know the Batman story. We know a lot of what drives him and where his stories usually go. But I mean, that's the same with everything, right? You look at you look at a story like Arrow, which is for all intents and purposes, like I I just started watching that show, which is why I'm really into it. I'm, I keep bugging Greg every time, I'm like, hey, this, I just watched this awesome episode, Greg. He's like, it's three years old, Nick. <laughs> the, the story you saw it, I saw it three years ago. But I mean, that's basically what you're telling of a Batman like story, right? Um, but they just you know you put a different twist on it. They always say there there are no. Unique stories left, right? Just unique stories. Well, no, and that's the whole thing is, yeah, it's it's whose take on it. The right. one, like the next Superman book, I'm super excited for, right? Is American Alien, which is Max Landis's book. Mm-hmm. He's doing, of that's course, awesome. Ride Chronicle and wrestling isn't wrestling or wrestling, yeah, wrestling isn't wrestling on YouTube with Chloe and everybody else. Like, I can't fucking wait for that. And it's just a Clark Kent book book about him growing up, right? I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it. Was your favorite Arrow episode the one where he's in the parking lot with his head down? And his hood up, and it's clearly him, but no one knows that it's actually him because they, he has yeah, I love that paint one. on his face. What's funny is that I was watching. I when watched your episodes with Greg. I'm like, this is the most absurd shit I've ever seen. In when my you life. so when you watch one episode per week, it doesn't. It does. I, I bet it doesn't sink in as much as when you watch. Yep, when five you marathon of them him, in one night, and Queen's you're like, back in town, and I just saw him at his house. Now I gotta talk to this arrow fella. It's, <laughs> it's always him. Yeah, is it like three Listen here, I don't know who you I are, by, but I'm you a, better stay away from my daughter. That's always hanging out with Oliver Queen. Yeah, I've told my friends. I don't care what you do put on a hood change your voice i'm gonna know it's you yeah, yeah i know right yeah like, I just the way the like just the way you walk i will immediately and know why, it's you that's why i mean give and it, it's a fucking terrible movie but the green lantern movie has that amazing interaction when he lands and he's trying to play it off and she's like how it's like how did you how did you know she's like you think by putting something over your cheekbones i wouldn't know who you are <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this was a great topic tim ah. and it was brought to you by none other than loot crate 
Tim, mm. would you classify yourself as a geek, gamer, or pop culture nerd? I would, Craig. Then Loot Crate is the subscription box for you. Oh. Every month there is a different theme, which are all inspired by classic movie and video game releases, as well as pulling from pop culture franchises. This month, they're bringing you a fight for the ages. Suit up, choose your allies, and enter the arena for combat. And they put combat in all big letters, so you know they're oh, serious shit. about this one. Yeah. It's fucking getting them down. There, ready to stand their ground this month with exclusive items from Blizzard, Fallout 4, God. We can't stop thinking about holding my hand. I need help. Capcom. Sponsor worthy loot from the Hunger Games. Oh, you like that? As well. Ah! <laughs> it's like in at the end of Superman 2 when mm. Superman crushes Zod's hand and then kills three people and everybody's like, oh, no big deal. <laughs> Hunger Games as well as a few more items that will help their winners emerge victorious. Whether you're risking your life in battle or taking no prisoners in the wasteland, our loot will be at your side to help things be interesting. Basically, Loot Crate is a friend who knows you and loves you and surprises you with awesome presents every month. Did we mention they shipped to over 13 different countries too? You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when that cutoff happens, Jack, that's it. It's over. So go to lootcrate.com slash kindoffunny and enter the code kindoffunny to save $3 on your new subscription today. I don't think that Jack was I add Jack copy. every time and Jack tweets at me and thanks me every time. So mm-hmm. I like it quite a bit. Jackie Trenton? No, I wish. His, his Twitter account's been quiet a long time. Greg, before we get to the next topic, did it ever bother you that they felt the need to have Gene Hackman's character, Lex Luthor, be like, he switched it. He no, that there, was great. But it was happening out here. No, he explains it for like my dad in the audience. My dad's like, oh. oh. <laughs> That's Every what he did. Every time I see that, I'm like, ah, hey, we, we got it. Thanks for Loved thanks it. For no, home. he had to be there. He had to drive it home. All right. You know what? You're a real pain in the neck. <laughs> Falls to her death. <laughs> uh, that was unfortunate. My topic. My topic. Yeah. Now, it's heady, so stick with me. Okay. I said, what is real adulthood like? Mm-hmm. Now, this we've talked about adults. When do we knew we were adults? And da-da-da-da. This one comes from a different track. A couple weeks ago, I wake up feeling great. Have a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Sit down with my Rachel Ray magazine. Spread them out. Mm-hmm. Look through them for the recipes for the week. Take Getting my weird. photos. Assemble. Another, uh, Rachel Ray every day is the best magazine I've owned since EGM. Weird. It's the best <laughs> subscription. You First off, you said, the, don't try to play it tough in front of your internet friends. The other day you were talking about how you, you like how much I cook and you, you, you think that's cool. I do think it's cool. Thank you. Fucker. It's odd that you choose Rachel Ray magazine and spreading her out across and the spread table. it out like you, you're, you you're used s- to be evangel- evangelical about Dr. Barbecue, of course. Oh, yeah. I ain't I ain't shitting on Doctor Barbecue. Doctor Barbecue. Doctor Barbecue's barbecue book out there. Best book I've ever read. It's <laughs> a good book. Though. It's up there with Animal good. Farm and uh, and, uh, and Batman on Liberty. Yeah. I do it. I'm like I have the whole thing assembled. Christine went and did something, and I'm like, you know what? While you go do that. I'm I'm gonna go to the produce market, get some good produce. Mm. On the way over there, I'm gonna go to Starbucks. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get myself a pumpkin spice latte. Then go to that, do that. Run. I'm what gonna tell you about pumpkins. They're great. I don't care what you say. And they were my avocados. And then then she was gonna come back, and then we we're gonna go to the real store and stuff. And, and real store. And I'm checking out at the real store, the grocery store. I mm. bought some nice meats for these Rachel Ray dishes I had that were fantastic. I'll have you know. Good meat case at the real store. Oof. Yeah, Andronicos knows what's up. They got the, this. Those are my dudes back there. I know, right? They're all so nice. Oh, I love them. Um, you know what? Fuck it. We're not. We're gonna make you food today from Andron. No, we're going out. Uh, I'm checking out though, and I realize that it's like now. I don't know, four, five on Sunday or whatever. I've spent my whole day doing these chores or whatever. I watched the Bears. I guess in the morning when I must have been doing something else. I've done all these different things, and I realize I wasn't grumpy or mad. 
And I realized how rare this was. Because normally when I'm at the grocery store, I am fucking furious to be at the grocery store. This is taking me away from playing a video game or whatever the fuck it is I want to do for 45 minutes. But I realized this had been a weekend that fell in where there was no game that had its hooks in me. I'm, I'm of course, waiting for that which won't be named. And so I was like, oh, this must be. This is what it's like to be a real adult. This is what it's like for normal human beings who aren't mad when they turn on their system and have to update something. Or like, because I still act like a fucking child when I'm like, I turn to Christine, I'm like, you want to go? And I like cooking. I enjoy cooking quite a bit. It's very fun. But I'll turn to her, I'm like, Sunday, I'm like, do you want to go to the grocery store? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, fine, let's go. I'll get the Rachel Why Ray so magazine. Gro- I don't understand what's so bad about going to the grocery I store. I hate these chores that take me away from doing the fun stuff I want to do. We work ourselves too hard. That's all. We've talked about that a million times, right? So it's like we talk about games all day. So all I want to do is play games. But then the end of the day comes and it's we got to edit this video or we're running over here to do this or we're setting something. You know what I mean? It's like by the end of the day, I'm like, fuck, I want to watch Supergirl. Well, I'll fit in the first half in while I eat breakfast in the morning before I run off to get ready for, you know what I mean? Like, so by the time it actually gets to now, it's the weekend. I always feel like it's the weekend. Fuck everything. Fuck everyone. All I want to do is sit here in my boxers and play this thing. But there was no game. And I was like, this must be what it's like to be a real adult. Freedom. And then I went to Nashville last weekend and went with a bunch of my friends from Missouri who all still are married and they live in they live in places they own and they have jobs they like, but then just stop at five and they go home. I'm like, oh, you're real adults too. And yeah. they are all talking about kids. And I'm like, am I not a real adult? And I know we always make the jokes about being man babies and stuff, but are we fucking up? Like, are we going to no. look back one day? I don't, I don't think I will, but I yeah. worry now. I don't no, think so. I think their that's... babies are our video games. They enjoy that shit. Oh, okay. They love that shit. They have their dogs. They go to See, dog parks. Maybe, maybe not though. I, I still think that, I still <laughs> think that so people angry about that <laughs> guys specifically, I don't, I don't really pretend to have any insight into the female brain at all. Not on the, no, if I want it to be perfectly honest, because it's terrifying to me. But I feel like every guy has that thing they'd rather be doing. But I think to your question, or to answer your question, adulthood is that you have to prioritize. <laughs> what? Was that a sex reference? No. Okay. Oh, no, I just mean like, I like to go home and I just like to watch, I like to watch Netflix. I like to watch Arrow on Netflix, right? But oh. when I go home. You don't like to watch Netflix. You like to look at what's on Netflix and not watch anything. Well, I like to play through Netflix and add things, copious amounts of things to my instant, which my wife has now figured out how to take things off of my instant queue. Now it's a battle. <laughs> now it's a war and I'm losing. She's got more time on her hands. She's closer to the house. Um, I know I realized that I could do it online too, but it's not the same experience. 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 Like that's we were him. about to say, oh, Nick, did you know that you could do it from yeah, your no, phone? I don't you can do it from the same thing. What if that's what pictures. Nick was doing on his phone every time he's using the phone on this show? It's not far. Monster Squad, right? not far from it. No, but I feel like when you're when you're a kid, you just get to like that's your world. Your world is all the fun things, and then you got to go to school for a little bit, but you don't really have to pay, pay attention to anything. You don't have a lot going on. When you're an adult, you have to balance your time, and that is what adulthood means to me. It means when I go home, I'm gonna walk through the door, and I'm gonna be like, "Cool, now I can just watch TV." No, it's time to pay your taxes. No, also you said you'd go to the grocery store with me. No, and these are not things that I necessarily like or dislike. It's just you've got when you were a kid, I think it was like everything was a little more compartmentalized. And when you're an adult, you have to deal with all of it at once, mm. right? And then you get to like midnight, and you're like, "Fuck, I'm too tired." And sometimes like, yeah, I come in here super tired, and I'm like, sometimes I fight it. I'm like, "Fuck it, I'm staying up till three o'clock in the morning." And I'm, I'm watching, watching every Die every, Hard movie, as many arrows as I want to watch tonight, right? Yeah. And then the next day I come in and I'm prickly, and you guys are like, "Why is Nick pissed off?" And I leave him alone or whatever. Um, <laughs> or Greg's prickly and I'm prickly, and then we start yelling at each other, and then we're fine. Everyone's prickly after that. Um, we're rarely prickly on the same day. Yeah, it's true. everybody's Thank usually God. prickly on their own. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's what it is to me. It's like, I do the same thing. Like I actually enjoy going to the store. Uh, I like spending time with my wife and doing those things, but I, in the back of my mind, I'm like, 
would I rather be at Trader Joe's right now or mm. watching TV or watching a movie? I'd rather be watching a movie. It just sucks. You got to balance it out. I guess. But you have I to like find that. All. No. Period. I mean, I but just... you're not quite an adult yet. <laughs> fair, very, <laughs> to be fair, fair you enough. and Kevin are still uh, yeah. man children. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I get the errands done, usually by use of Kevin. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's like, I, I don't like this. Going to grocery stores. Good Lord. Please. No. Amazon, really? God bless you. See, that's you the thing. Make everything good for me. Before I got sick, I was getting my groceries delivered from Safeway, and it was a fucking golden age to be alive. Like nine bucks, and I just order online, and everything shows up I'm like dynamite. And then when I got I got sick, I came to a little case of cancer. And Christine's like, "We're eating organic, and we're going to a nice grocery store." And I was like, "I just not Safeway's fault. <laughs> Never blame Safeway." But then, <laughs> and, and then I got better, and now it's just like, well. I do like the nicer store better, but the it's nicer more store. Work. You were right about Antronico's. Eating organic is meaningless. It doesn't mean do anything. Yeah, but it makes you. But it makes you. Feel, but, you but it makes you those, feel better. You've been there. The fle- those moments when you first get cancer and it's just everything's fault. <laughs> it's everything's. We're gonna throw away this. My comforter. cancer was not as serious as your cancer. Sure, but you had it. I did have cancer. The uh, oh, you want more? Yeah. Um, if you don't mind. You I'm mind, Alex. No? It's yours. You brought it as a gift. No, thank you. Uh, he- here's what I'm gonna tell you about what you're talking about. I got something to say to you. That's all you get. That's fine. It's not. We don't have much show left. Only another two hours. <laughs> we. What is adulthood like? Is adulthood good, bad, or whatever? I can tell you with with certainty that what we're living is adulthood per se, but not really adulthood. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna say something about people with kids and all this kind of stuff. I always kid around, so I'm just gonna kid around again and say anyone who tells you that they have kids and a family and they like it, yeah, I'm sure you do. Uh, <laughs> now. Uh, <laughs> now. I wish. I hope to God. Uh, I, anyone that's listening to this podcast, please pause it. Go watch the video version of that just to see Colin's face when he says that. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Anyway, everyone's sorry. like, "Well, I always, I always bust my, my friends who have my friends who are married or have kids, or whatever. I always bust their balls. I'm like, I'm like, what? So how's it going? I'm like, oh, it's such a blessing and stuff. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh, it must have been awesome not being being a slave to this fucking infant. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm getting up whatever I, I want. I'm doing whatever feel I want. the disdain from yeah. here. Just... Oh, we gotta cut off all the expenditures for things we like and start putting them in a college fund so yeah, this fucking starts... one day drug addict can go to rehab. Great... We ain't going to college! It's the great, it's the great life foisted on humanity out of evolutionary need is the fact that you should have kids and enjoy it. Uh, I'm only kidding. I'm probably gonna have kids one day and it's gonna be just as miserable experience as everyone else, although I will not fake it. I'm just gonna. Someone's gonna be like, "What is it like?" Lord being a knows, Colin Moriarty. Someone's gonna be like, "What is fucking honest about this so, shit?" Someone's gonna be like, "What is it like having kids?" And I'll be like, "It's as awful as you think it is." Yeah. Um, but jokes aside, I think that we live in a very insulated. We live in a very insulated industry. I, I've talked to Cheryl about me and my girlfriend about this, where um, she, our connection to the people we grew up with on the island, a lot of them are married or divorced now. Uh, they have kids and stuff, and 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 she often is the one that says we we you live in a fantasy world specifically and it's not only you it's not like she's not pointing out to me she's like all of you yeah like everyone you know is in the same world where you all pretend that you're normal but in fact none of you are normal none of you are doing normal things and you're so insulated in your own bubble that you don't realize that it's not normal to to you know live with your friends at 31 years old and own a business talking about video games. None of you are married. None of you have kids. None of you want to get married or have kids. None of, well, Nick wants to get married. Or Nick is married. <laughs> <laughs> even, even that, you know. That's like, talking about no there. regrets. Well, you know. That's neither here nor there. So I actually think that, you know, being serious now, not telling jokes, but being ser- more serious is that 
people really do derive pleasure out of having kids and having a family and stuff like that. And by 30, 31, 32, 33, the, the die is cast for a lot of people. Yeah. And so there's a lot of there's a lot of freedom, but it's also just unrealistic. Like when I tell you and I'm not kidding around with you, like when I'm like, Greg and I might live together for five or ten more years. I'm dead fucking serious. Like I can see a future where in two years, Greg and I don't live together. And I can see a future where in ten years, Greg and I indeed still live together mm-hmm. it, when we're in our early 40s. And that to us is normal because then we look around San Francisco and it's like everyone it's expensive. No one lives by themselves unless they have like, you know, a rent control department or blah, blah, blah. So I think that our gauge of adulthood is just is way askew. And so our do we have valid complaints about adulthood that everyone would have? Yeah. Paying bills sucks. Being responsible for X, Y and Z sucks. Paying your rent, paying, you know, paying your taxes. It's all awful. It's all sucks. It's all just everyone robbing you, basically. Um and uh, you know, but at the same time, like we don't have the real rigmarole of sure. of, of adulthood, which is right. about. That's where I agree. Like I bust people's balls about their kids and stuff like that. Of course, they love their kids and they have a good time being parents, or whatever. But I couldn't imagine living in a situation where I can't just wake up whenever I want. Like Cheryl is the one who busts my balls all the time. She's she says like she's like it really is all about what you want. And I'm like, but I'm not a selfish person. She's like, I'm not saying that. I'm mm-hmm. saying that your whole life is what you want. Like, you don't have anyone to answer to. Yeah, there's no restrictions, she's no like, obligations. She's like, you own major. your own business. You are your own boss. And you have no kids. She's like, I moved out, so you don't have to deal with me. You know, mm-hmm. except for on weekends or whatever. She's like, she's like, <laughs> <laughs> which is enough. And uh, and she's like, so she's like, it really is. She's like, you just wake up when you want. You go to bed when you want. You do what you want. You eat what you want. Mm-hmm. You watch what you want. You listen to what you want. You want to go out to a restaurant one day with your friend, you do that. You want to go to a movie, you do that, even though your friends aren't telling you insistently enough on what movies you should see. <laughs> so you're not going to the movies quite enough. I'm telling you, you should. I'm just going to come get you next time. Remember when I I'm tried to go to a movie with you? I know. But the problem is... And then because you're fucking married? We got the wild card, which is my wife. <laughs> we got the wild card, which is my wife. She's like this. I think we should go to a movie today. And I'm like, well... And then there's no, there's just nothing you can say. What can you say? I promise I the guys I go date. I told her with I was Greg like, and Colin. Good. Go see it again. Go see it again. So and then what happened? Everyone's girlfriend out. Tim's girlfriend came to town yeah, and torpedoed that. Yeah. And then what happened? Kevin is his fucking bitch. I'm he went had to go there too. The I'm Olive Garden, no less. Yeah, I can't um, believe you guys went uh, to the Olive Garden. Do you guys not realize that it's the fucking unlimited pasta time? It only lasts for a month. I've only been there four times. Tim, I'm I doing it wrong. Oh my god, I hate you. We should go tonight. The Olive Garden. Fucking Christ! Hell yes, <laughs> we're not Please. going. To, we're not going go to the Olive Garden tonight. I was not expecting. You know what? Fuck it. We're going. <laughs> <to the laughs> hey, you uh, came all the way to San Francisco. Let's say the so, so, so I'll say that, like, so I'll say that, like, being married, having kids, even though marriage, you know, ends more often than not in divorce. Yeah, uh, forward to that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that you do. Uh, I read How it on your eyes. How much of the business is she going to take? Oh, she only gets my percentages of it. That's it. Half of your percentage. She only gets half no. of whatever I own. She gets it all. She gets everything. That's gonna be fun. <laughs> she Hang shows on up one day while. in a power suit. We're like, oh no, it happened. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I just think that the the whole you know people really do enjoy having you know again jokes aside people enjoy having their families and having their kids and, and marrying settling down buying a house having mm-hmm. a job and a career having a nine to five cutting it off then working in the yard painting the oh, fucking the house doing you know what I mean like these are normal everyday things and I shook my head before when you were asking like will we regret it but yeah we might. I don't think I'm we going might, to. Because it's just like, but this like, I was weird to be in the grocery store and not be like, I need to get home and get some trophies. It was just like, wait a second, is this what everybody back in the middle of the country feels like? No, they don't care about trophies. The the well, that's what I meant. The, no, I, and they, that, and they don't know the relief. And I'm not, and I'm not, and I'm not judging you at all. I'm telling you that I'm right there with you. Uh, but it, it's the conundrum. It's the conundrum of the of the industry we're in and how we all grew up together and we've all kind of. And I'm not saying us at this table. I'm not saying us as the old. 
IGN crew, which, you know, Tim, you know, was a little late to, but was still, you know, very much part of that crew of that same mentality of we're all in this together and this is all normal. Trust me, this is all totally perfectly normal what we're mm-hmm. doing together. We hang out all the time together. We go to bars together. We see each other constantly. None of us are in committed relationships and this is totally normal. And when you just go anywhere else, go to a wedding in another state, go see your family, go, and you're like, no, this is not normal at all. And so do I think that I'll, I'll have regret? Yeah, maybe. See, not, but what, not- what are you going to regret? Because anytime I hang out with any of my friends that aren't the people you just described, the conversation usually goes, oh, man, I haven't seen you for so long. How are you doing? Oh, man, everything's fucking awesome. Yeah, Let me yeah. tell you about this cool thing I did and this cool thing I did. But then Next look- week I'm doing that cool thing. How are you? <sighs> no, yep. it goes, I'm good. Have you seen this show on television or these 15 other ones? And I'm like, no, I didn't even Very know. true. Did anyone watch Walking Dead? Then I have one touchstone to go yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're ignoring the obvious, which is that you're not always going to be 25. We're not always going to be in our early 30s. We're eventually going to be 50. And you damn well believe that I'm not going to be talking about video games for a living when I'm 50 years old. You know? You and might that's. Be. I, but I but I can't be because who's Why? gonna re- because who's gonna relate to the fifty year old? Many people like it, but that's the thing. I I listen to Kevin Smith. He, the man's like well into his forties at this point, right? Like but Kevin Smith made like seven movies that yeah, are like are classics. Yeah, but he's influential and he's a tastemaker, and I still care about what he has to say. I'll still care about what you have to say about games later. I mean, because you'll also not, have the wealth of knowledge from the beginning of video games to bring along with you. So you'll that's by that true. Point and I'm not trying to disparage the sure. art of talking about games. What I'm saying is, is that is is it a viable path forward for us to assume that in twenty years we're going to be doing this? Yes. You know, and I, I think I, it is. I don't. I don't. I, I can't imagine me doing this in twenty years. You know, so it's it's. Be, yeah. I think it'll change and evolve. Yeah, I think all of us, like we always talk about it. This all goes right. Kind of funny builds into something in an empire, and mm-hmm. we bring in new people, and they're doing their shows, and, do, and they, they start taking over the. Here's the contemporary view on games, or this mm-hmm. or that, and then we fade off, and yeah, it is us just doing what we want when we want, and if that is all behind the scenes, or if it is doing a show like this. See, I have a bunker mentality, and I don't mean that in a psychological way. I literally want to live in my bunker. So, so, so how, so way. how can I get to that bunker as soon as possible? Uh, by then, you is know, the question. Yeah, you're missing out. By then, we're all gonna have VR, and we'll just be able. You'll be all fucking podcasting mm-hmm. that way. Everybody there. Yeah, I want to be like just like virtuous. If they can already do it with around the horn, we could do it like that. Sure, you're gonna be in your bunker down there, have a little chalkboard behind you. Sure, Woody a, Page. I'm making reference. a Woody Page reference. I understand that. Thank you. Uh, the uh, yeah, so I, I'm not disparaging talking about games at 50. You can talk about games when you're 80. What I'm saying is, sure. is that is that like a viable path forward? In other words, are, are, is everything going to evolve forward with us? I ask a lot of these questions, um, which is why I've talked about you know the whole Tonight Show reference or the Tonight Show analogy that I always mm-hmm. use, which I think is like a super important reference mm-hmm. um, in the sense that you know it, it shouldn't be about us in the future and 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 won't be. And uh, at least not about me. I don't know about you guys. I mean, it's not going to be about me. It'll be about Tim. I mean, it's going to be about us. I I assume it's not everyone but you. Kevin will be running the company. Here's my thing. I don't believe this for one second. Until you are actually not on it, I won't believe it. Because you... Seeing is believing. You're good at it. You so are good like at it. This is your passion. There's no reason to do that. No, you, just, it is and, my passion. And I am good at it. And I appreciate that. What I'm saying is that, is it realistic? That's, ah, but that's the what question. about our life None is realistic? I was going to say, yeah. That's, that's exactly point. the point, is that nothing that we are doing no, is realistic. No, no, so we don't I, have, we are, we don't we have are a proper... We are as far from normal as normal. As so real it's like normal tapping, stupid. It's like They're tapping wrong. The way I see it is my best friend who's a fucking finance accountant or whatever. I don't even know who the hell knows. He's in finance. He's in accounting. It keeps changing and it means nothing to me. Current. But then, yeah. So when he's 50, is he going to be doing that shit? Yeah. Well, th- that yeah, because he's in. Sucks for him. I'm so sorry. You know, some people like he likes it. Or he might be a CFO, okay, or he might be if a, he likes you know, it. Like accounting is like liking your babies and shit. Like, so you trick like yourself into You don't it. really like your yeah. babies, and you really don't like your accounting. <laughs> well, job. that's the, the thing with you, Colin. I know we're kind of a little off topic, but the 
the idea of you doing it when you're this 50. This first show. He didn't know he got off topic. No, I know, I know. But with the, the idea of you doing this, like what we're doing or some iteration or some evolution of what we're doing when you're 50 might seem ridiculous, but that's because no one we know is doing that. But it doesn't mean that when you get to that, it won't be awesome. Like you might be that person that everyone's like, you know, like you watch, uh, what does that show you? Mike and Mike or any of those shows, right? Those guys yeah, are the horn. still talking about sports. Sure. And they're not young anymore. No, they're right? not. They're they're not young. And that's a great point. You that's know? a and fantastic so, point. And the reason, but again, the reason why they're so important and, and seen as experts is because they've been doing it for so long and they've been around sports for so long. They have that mature outlook. And granted, they're still, you know, every time I tune in one of those shows, they're, they're busting each other's balls just like we do. So Greg yeah, and I really are the Kornheiser and Wilbon of, really of video games. Yep. You really are. I'm Mike Wilbon. Oh, yeah. Just making sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. So no, it's just. It's just I, a, I, I see your point, though. I mean, I feel like well, it will evolve, and hopefully, it'll evolve to a point where Kevin can run the company, and I can walk no. around and rock one of my underwear in the back of every shot, and it'll be hilarious. Like there's old man Nick again. <laughs> we haven't seen him in a week. The other, he's, the wear, other, he's wearing the tree trunk boxers. The other thing that I mean, this has nothing to do with adulthood, but maybe it does in a sense. Is that the because maybe it's about not letting go of some of your dreams, but the road doesn't end here for me either. No. You know, so it's oh. it's like, it will end with me in terms of like, I always want to own a piece of this business and always be a part of it and stuff like that, but I want to do other things. Sure. I want to I be able to leverage my hard work now to do cooler things, or not cooler, because I don't think it's going to be much cooler than owning your own business with your friends, but I want to write a book. I want to, sure. I want to like, you know, chill. I want, I really do, like when I say I want to retire like as early as possible, I fucking, I'm dead fucking serious. You know? And people are like, what do you want to do? Like, people always tweet me. It's like, it's a common question. What do you want to do when you retire? And I'm like, nothing. Mm. That's the point. Nothing. Yeah. Everyone's like, I'm going to travel the world and work on my, you know, get my handicap down and all these kinds of things, you know, in golf. And I'm like, we'll see what happens. You know, like on a day to day basis, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll get up and watch daytime TV one day. Maybe I'll just not get up at all one day and just how sleep. Much, how much price is right do you think you're going to watch? Oh my God. You're retired. <laughs> and that's what I was saying. I've said that's it before. My uncle's like, show. my uncle, my uncle Mike is like my, my fucking. He's like he's like my le- he's a legend. He's like my hero because he just retired and he's, he's in his 50s. And, and I asked him that same question. I'm like, so what are you going to do? You're going to play a little golf. You're going to travel. He's like, I'm not doing anything. And he was dead fucking serious. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm not doing anything. And I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> God, you damn, nailed it. You are a Mike. legend. I didn't think that was an option. Yeah. I'm like, you're a legendary. He's I like, I, he's like, I, it, like, I mean, he's got he just built a house, got all the money he needs. He's just hanging out, you know, and so I'm like, good. fucking a dude. That's the life because he worked really hard. Yeah. You know? yeah. And uh, so yeah. I want to work really hard and, and build something. But I don't know. The, I think to, you can do it all. I think you, I think you can use this I'd as like a springboard. To. I think that's the whole point of this, right? Is we're, it's small now, but we'll use it as a springboard to grow and, and do all the things we want to do. And I have That'd two nice. points here. Fuck what's normal. Seriously. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Like, yeah. just because everyone else does or whatever lives their life, however, I've seen so many of my friends and just people I know do the exact opposite of normal. A perfect example, one of my friends, finance major, decided to not take a job because he wanted to finish writing a script he has. Now he's funded it and he's writing it, making it, got a movie coming out. Nice. Good for him. That's that's something that people who want to do that don't get to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And had he gone with the normal thing of like, nah, I'm you know, take this job at a bank, go with it, like he'd be fucking miserable. He'd be really good at spreadsheets though. You know, Excel like yeah, nobody's I mean, it's just stuff like that. It's like everyone tells you what's normal or what to do. No, fuck that. Do what you want to do. I mean, take care of yourself and all. But like, at the end of the day, if you're not happy with what you're doing, it's just you're fucking up. Yep. That's that's the only thing I can say there. And uh, about kind of funny itself, the reason I felt comfortable dropping the money to come see you guys is because I really do think this is going to last. Thank I, you. It, 
it does remind me a lot of the beginnings of something big. Mm. You know, I, I go back one summer, I, I went back and listened to all of Rooster Teeth's podcast and just seeing how they had no idea, yeah. but the vague idea, you know what I mean? Or uh, other similar things. And I, I really do think it's going to last because there's just something about it that, that it's very rare to see people as engaged as the community here is. And that, that has to count for something. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, you're a huge part of it. The fact that you'll come out and take a chance. Those, on like those this. are my two points. No, they were good great. Points. They were really good points. Well, the, the, I'm taking no further questions. To your point of... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you want to dismiss Kevin? Go for it. No, see, this was something I wasn't expecting. Every time you guys you, you do whatever to Kevin, I see a little part of him dies. No, no, he's been dead for no, for a long time. It's, I, I just we killed him. It's it's like it's like that thing when you're playing a video game and you're just like, oh, it's just one of the peasants in Skyrim. Mm-hmm. I'll just hit. Him. I can't bring myself to do it. Like. You're right. I, Kevin I feel is like bad. A in I would feel bad about you <laughs> no know shoes, filthy. God damn. No, right. I, I, I also did not realize you guys aren't fucking around about how distracting he is. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him. He's Look playing. He's, he's, he's playing with Abe from Oddworld. The, 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 oh, the best is when he there was a there was a moment of terror in his eyes today where he thought his his leg was stuck underneath the computer <laughs> and on top of that where I saw him shift out and he couldn't move it and like he was trapped in a bear trap. <laughs> Gotcha, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Great topic, Greg. That topic was brought to you by none other than patreon.com slash kind of funny. I wanted to give a shout out. Uh, We put up the exclusive episode for October, right? The day this we're recording this. So there's an exclusive episode of if you're a patron or if you're not, you can go get them. You get all the exclusive episodes we've ever put up. This one, though, was uh, me interviewing my dad. That was very special. That's so thank you cool. all for being a part I of I think that, that yeah. is one of the coolest things we've ever done. Yeah, that I was a really, really I'm cool excited. But is it worth the dollar? Oh, I can goddamn guarantee this one's worth the dollar. He tells there other stories, and he throws me under the bus quite a bit. Oh, <laughs> so I, I highly recommend that. it. He, I was like, because I thought he'd defend me. Like, Dad, they think I'm weird, and they want to come make a documentary. He's like, yeah, I can see it. <laughs> I'm like, goddamn it, Dad. <laughs> like, he was like, oh, that makes sense. It's valuable footage. That's going in the documentary. Yes. It's your turn to take us home. What's your topic? My topic... You know, no, no, no. Well, I was going to interrupt. Yeah, but I thought you just, I was going to let you go. I didn't want it to be an unnatural interrupt. <laughs> just interrupt. It's I'm interrupting. What the fuck is wrong with He us? opened his mouth. You opened your mouth I to did. interrupt me. I did, and I'm sorry that I'm interrupting you now. Your My topic, topic is, is, is. You don't get it. You don't get to do it. You don't get to pick it. You don't get to pick it. Your topic comes from the community at patreon.com slash kind of funny. Christopher Ball submitted a topic. He said, hey, best friends. So I would like your, I would like your help. My topic was going to be real dirty, by the way. Kind of shit that changes a man. <laughs> <laughs> Marriage. <laughs> Marriage. <laughs> Christopher Ball, thing. everybody. Hey, best friends. So I would like to help you guys revisit topics that you said, quote, we can revisit on another topic. <laughs> we do that a lot. <laughs> we do. Since I'm still catching up on all the Game Over Greggy show, I believe... I'm on episode 73. I'm hoping that y'all haven't said these yet. He gave us a list to choose from. The one I've chosen is Nick, Mm. defend Watchmen. Mm. Apparently somewhere between episode 1 and 73, Watchmen came up. I think it was the trailer episode. We're talking about best trailers ever. Okay, Zack Snyder, and we're talking about right, Watchmen. The, the Muse then, trailer, the trailer has me. I mean, I liked Watchmen, man. That was one of those... I have this weird thing where I, you know, I don't really read that much. I don't really open books that much. So as far as I get is the graphic novel. And The Watchmen, of course, is, is a very famous and popular graphic novel by Alan Moore, I want to yep. say. Um, but I had not heard of it. 
I had oh, seen really? the posters. I had seen the smiley face with the blood, and I was sure. like, that's cool, whatever. It wasn't until I started IGN that someone's like, oh, they're making this new movie. I was like, that looks like a dope movie. And they're like, well, you know it's you know it's based on a book. And I'm like, I didn't know that. No, I don't fuck. Why the fuck would I know that? But so I went back and obviously read the book. I'm like, I'm gonna read the graphic novel before it comes out. And I watched the movie and I was like, this is a really cool interpret, like almost a frame by frame interpretation of what I read, minus, of course, a couple things that you kind of should, I thought, should be changed, uh, namely the ending yeah. was a little bit weird and it kind of made more sense, I think, in the in the movie. And they cut out some of the the newspaper stuff. The kid the, reading the, the comic. Yeah, yeah. Stuff, which, I, which I thought, honestly, to, I mean, if we're being honest, dragged like crazy when you read the book. So I watched it. I was like, this is really, really cool. And I think everyone went back and watched The Watchmen or everyone that saw the Watchmen was like that didn't know the original source material probably was like this is a really shitty superhero movie because they're just getting their ass kicked the entire time, and they're kind of like the guy's kind of fat now and I don't understand what's going on in that. But that's not what it's about. It's really is it's sort of a it's using those old tropes of superheroes to sort of have more of a deeper meaning as far mm. as what, what what's happening in you know in society. I thought it was a good film. See, I'm with no problem this with is it. The, this is the thing about it is that I'm with you. I've always liked Watchmen. I went and saw Watchmen, enjoyed it, and left. I of course am a huge comic nerd. I've I've read Watchmen, but I I you know I'm I'm coming of age in the '80s or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't read Watchmen till late. Probably, mm-hmm. I want to say college somewhere, and then I read. What uh, is the date of publish? Let's look it up. Oh, I feel like it was eighty. Yeah. Is what you're saying? I was. I think it was okay. before me. Okay. Yeah, like I did. I did a weird run. That thing, the Watchmen, also holds a special place in my heart because I think because of that, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. there's also these awesome like graphic novels from back in the day that I should read. Yeah. And I went back and read one called The Dark Knight Returns. Published, and I'm like, that was worth it. Yeah. Published in '86 and '87. Collected in '87. Oh, cool. So I get to it late, and it's already it's a classic. It's one of the best things ever. And da 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 da. And I read it and I enjoy it, but I don't have. It's what we were talking about earlier in this episode, where people have built it up to such a state. That by the time you get to it, you're like, oh, I'm reading a classic. You're like, it was good. It was fun. I enjoyed it. But it wasn't like I didn't feel changed when I left mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? So I never had the attachment to Watchmen that so many people did. Mm-hmm. Went and saw the movie. Thought it was great. And then I don't. I think it's the opposite, actually. You're talking about people coming in and going, that was a boring superhero movie. For me, it seems like everybody who loved Watchmen hates the movie. That, really? seems, that seems to be the reaction. Well, I no, that's I think definitely... there's the, so there's three different camps. Because I think there's the people that knew nothing about the book or the movie. Yeah. And that's what he's talking about. Like, my friends were like, this is a shitty superhero movie. Okay. You know, whereas for me, I knew about the book, but I didn't uh, read it until I, after I saw the movie. And I'm right there with you guys. I love the movie. Yeah. And I thought the, I liked the changes that they made. But then there is the third camp, which is the loudest camp, which is, oh, fuck the, the, the movie. Purists. You changed yeah. the shit. The book's better. How could you do this? Whatever. So I, I think those are the real three things yeah yeah i I don't know too many people that didn't like either of them either the book or the movie yeah i don't i mean i don't think i've ever it's it's also sacrilege to talk shit about the the book the graphic novel like it's one of those it's 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 such a classic at this point that people instantly like it whether or not they've read it right they Mm -hmm. talk about it as, as as though it were like uh sacred i i liked it you know, it wasn't. I thought it was a cool story. I liked seeing it unfold, and I also was very, very interested to see what Zack Snyder was going to do following up 300, which I think this was the follow-up film to it. And I think I also got a lot of shit for that too, because everyone's like, "Oh, he's so good at visuals, but he can't tell a story." Exactly, like, Dude, that, he that is continues. fucking telling a great story here. You just don't like the story. And see, like here's I'm looking. I want you know I, I put in Watchmen sucks and came up with a whole bunch of fucking reviews, right? And here's one that's pulled from uh, Noah. 
Berlatsky. He says, One of the most telling characters is Rorschach. In the comic, he's repulsive and ludicrous, a tiny man with lifts in his shoes. He suffers from major sexual problems, and his disguise is a street person whose placard reads, The end is nigh. The backstory makes him both more likable and less admirable. The moment in the comic when he threatens his landlady is uncomfortable, but the next panel, where he spares her because of her child, who reminds him of himself as a boy, is extremely poignant. Steiner alludes to some of this. We glimpse Rorschach in his civvies wandering around with his sign, but it never coheres. Viewers never viewers new to the story might not even realize this nutty doomsday. This nutty doomsayer is the vigilante's alter ego. All we're left with is another cool as shit dark hero kicking ass in glossy martial arts sequences, doing the dirty work of justice. Like maybe, and like you'd have to tell me on your first viewing how much of it you put together. For me, I guess maybe that's the cheat: is that I came in knowing the real story, the backstory, everything about it, knowing the characters, not being like these. Ah, I love them; they're fucking perfect. You know what I mean? Like I understood all that. I I thought it was communicated. I mean, to be fair, like watching it, I didn't get everything from watching it the first time. But I remember wanting to watch it again because I instantly knew I was like, I didn't catch everything in that. Right. I do think that there was a lot of subtleties and stuff, and I think that the soundtrack that the movie had was fucking exquisite, and it really added to it. It it enhanced the whole experience overall. And it's like one another one of the moments that a lot of people hate on is the sex scene i like, like that hallelujah's playing like yeah. that. it's just like i liked that it felt right it felt like he nailed the tone of the comic in movie form yeah which there's no songs in the fucking comic book like right. adding that stuff is gonna change things but i think that they change things in line with what the story was sure um but yeah i mean at the same time a movie is only so long yeah whereas, you make sacrifices yeah whereas this Graphic novel is, you know, there's a lot more information. There's a lot more opportunities. And what Colin was talking about in the last couple of topics, it's like it kind of leaves a lot up, more up to you. Nick was talking about the storyboard thing where you kind of fill in the blanks. Guess what? All the subtleties and stuff you're talking about filled in aren't these crazy things you see in your head. It's what the movie was. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's the thing. It's the same when they it's it's always the same when they take great books. And they, how many how many times have you heard someone say, well, the book is always better than the movie. Right. Exactly. It's just going to be. Of course, it's going to be because you have an infinite amount of pages with which to write the story and to develop these characters and to go anywhere you want to go with it. But guess what? No one would sit in a theater if they knew the movie was going to be six hours long or seven hours long. They would have to break it up. It would have to be a trilogy. And then it's a whole rigmarole. And they're not going to do that with the Watchmen. Right. Um, so you have two and a half hours really to capture people's attention and tell the story. And so you have to, as the, as the screenwriter or as the director, you have to really pick, or as the editor, cause maybe they shot all that stuff. And the editor was like, dude, we can't, this is like a three and a half hour movie. Maybe we got to like <laughs> chop this part out where he's just sitting there begging on the street for fucking 25 minutes. Cause it develops his character. Um, which by the way, I felt that's, that's a complete bullshit. That character, how many fucking shots do you have to see of him? We saw him as a bum yeah, yeah. and then we see his face at the end. We see him in jail. We see all these things. We knew it was him. That's ridiculous. Sorry, that's Noah. That's dismissed. Noah's dismissed. Noah, you're dismissed. Well, hold on. Let me try, let me try idea. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> did I nail it? Nailed it. Crushed, Crushed it. it. It's as um, good as my Detective Lance impression. What's your, oh, that was a good impression, yeah. though. Why does he have a New York accent? Tell me this queen kid over here comes back the same time the Arrow does. Have you noticed that he sits a little too close to everyone in no. Arrow? It's always, he's always he, he's here. Yeah, still can't tell when it's Oliver Queen. Here. Well, I just mean I just mean in general. He goes, he always sits down next to Laurel and he's like, Laurel. And he's he way too earnest. Way too earnest anyway. Doesn't you. matter. No, the way he um, says Laurel though. Wow. wow. <laughs> he's that, like, he's that like, gets it's to me. like fucking watching. Love it's like that co- show, take Columbo out of Columbo and put it in, and that's and that's him. Um 
Alex, yeah, I mean, I thought it was good, but Alex, we talked. Yeah, what to you do you think? What do you think? What is your take on the Watchmen movie? Eh. Man, did you love the comic? No. Well, there you go. Okay. I, 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 so it was adequate. It was an adequate I, I, reproduction. I, <laughs> Kevin's I, doing the lean in thing. You got to lean in. I, I don't really have. I mean, Watchmen didn't hate it. Didn't love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was one of those things. It was very forgettable. Mm. I, I don't know. That's that's the only thing I can really say about it. It wasn't any fault of its own, but. At the time, I remember there was just a lot of stuff I was more interested in, and I I, I feel like I might have been taking a a Vietnam or a literature class at the same time, so it was one of those just like oh, this shit again. Like <laughs> I read so much stuff about that in so many random ways pertained to Vietnam that I was just for for a couple months I was just done, nommed out. Mm. I, I yeah exactly. I it, it got to a point where like I was Nom, playing son. I was playing <laughs> I, I remember like later on I was playing Black Ops One mm. and I got to a point I was like Fuck, I can't do this can't do this too much straight to multiplayer and I I'm, I never do that for no, Call really? of Duty I used to that's crazy beat them on veteran no one ever play, does that for Call of Duty I just get the single player campaign and go straight mm-hmm. to multiplayer I used to always do the you. the single player on veteran and then start in because I felt like it made me better at the multiplayer yeah sure you know yeah and and Gets I think used the up to Black Ops, they had some mm-hmm. interesting stories in there. Modern Warfare One was pretty interesting, and I don't know. I just, I think it was a large part sure. of my reaction to Watchmen was just this shit again. Well, I feel mm-hmm. like it's also one of those things where you look back, and I don't. I wasn't reading comics in '86. I don't think I was reading anything in '86. Um, so it's one of those things where we've seen now the sort of the turn from comics being about superheroes like Superman or Batman or the, you know the classic superheroes to let's peel that back a little bit and let's tell a really dark fucked up story yeah and really dive into the psyche of this guy that's like living on the streets or you know his alter ego is a bum but he's also a vicious 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 vigilante um that might have been i don't know and maybe people can correct me uh but that might have been one of the first of its kind to really tell a story like that and have be brutal and fucked up well, and main characters it, it die kind of, and like yeah it, it definitely hit like a, a resonance with people sure. where you were saying that it led you to Dark Knight Returns. Right. Me too. Like right. it was it was around that time period where I realized like oh comic books aren't just this monthly thing right. where there's just like a bunch of shit and ongoing stories where there's continuity nothing makes sense like the essentially to me comic books in my mind before I started reading them because I didn't get into comics until maybe like six years ago. Before then, I just thought it was just, you know, images and words, versions of the animated 90s shows. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just like, all right, it's just more. Sure. Um, but then once I, I found out about Watchmen and then Dark Knight Returns, I was like, oh, shit. Like, there are stories being told that are really awesome. And, you know, there's they're dark and there's thought put into them. And they really, they make you think. And I think Watchmen yeah. is one of those things where watching it, like, I the whole time I was like, fuck, I don't know what's going on. That's good. I should be thinking about this. Mm-hmm. You can't just like, you know, glaze over like you guys are talking about Superman and like how it explains to you exactly what's happening. Watchmen doesn't Ooh, do switch that. Places. I, I see. They, well, I don't know why. Now Jeff, you're Goldblum. Like Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Goldblum as Gene Hackman. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Uh, but Watchmen doesn't hold your hand in that way entirely. I mean, it's a movie, so that you know there, it has to have a plot that makes right. sense. But. There's a lot of subtleties. There's mm-hmm. a lot of metaphors. There's a lot of things that are, once you get it, once you're watching it with that frame, you're like, oh, this is great. This makes sense. If you're just watching it, you're like, 
That's a bad superhero movie. That's a superhero movie. Like jerk. Yeah. But that's the thing. And, and that, you know, I think it's also harder for, like, it, 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 the older it gets, I think the harder and harder it's going to be to put it in context, like, when it came out as, a, as an original story and then the movie. Right? Like, by the time the movie had been made, we had seen other things like that. And so it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. And it's always really, really hard. And I don't, don't want to go down that rabbit hole of saying, like, no, it was great because it was great for its time. But because I think The Watchmen does still hold up, I think I think you can read it now and be like, that's yeah, actually yeah. a really cool story. But at the same time, I don't know, like when that movie came out, if people were, I don't know if it was as shocking as it was supposed to be, right? And maybe people just didn't resonate with it. I yeah. think that was, remembering it now, I think part of my issue was the pacing and the fact that everyone seemed to tell me it was going to be shocking. It just sure. wasn't. Once they give you, once was, you're told something's going to be something, you go in thinking. In yeah, and, and it was just, I remember, I remember there were parts of it where I was watching the movie and I was like, really? That, that's when you want to do that? Okay. I mean, it just, again, it was mostly because everyone told me, you know, yeah. oh, this is going to be great, blah, 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 you know, whatever. And I remember a lot of it just, like, missed beats to me. I was like, mm-hmm. I feel like there's, you went from A to C. You know what I mean? There, there There's, yeah. I know why you had to, but I would say, what, but see, I would say they went to, back. The, 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 you know, I would, I would say in this, for that analogy, though, the A and that the B and C were on the same, you know, Side of the different sides of the same fence, right? They're not necessarily a linear thing. I, I would think that they they go in a direction purposely opposite of where you think they should go. Not necessarily a pacing reason, but like the whole story is about how these characters were living one life and then realizing that life was completely like different or contrary to the the to, to what it should have been, and then revisiting that. Like even even uh, it's a bold choice to take your main character, and I can't remember if he was this way in the movie. I think he was, and make him overweight for ninety percent of. No, he was. You know, he has this. Owl he has, man. Yeah, Owlman, yeah. who was like this super fit guy when he was like doing it back in the day, and now he's kind of old and fat and slower. And re- in reliving those glory days doesn't really work for him in the way it's even if it's even supposed to, right? In traditional stories, he's supposed to get fit and go out there and kick ass, and that's just not the story. If and that's I what think, you're looking for, you're not going to like this movie. Yeah, and I think those were some of the things it did right, but a uh, a bit of it was they. I remember the one, like real thing I left that movie with was they asked me to care at the wrong points. They I, near the beginning, you know. There's the whole. Oh, I I guess it's spoilers for the first five oh, minutes of the on, movie. Guys. Yeah, we're you not. Know, don't okay. worry about it. You can spoil watching the, the the comedian. Yeah, gets thrown out a window, and everyone, you know, I I understand you're not supposed to know that. A comedian does. Yeah, that whole thing. It was just like, and they're slowly explaining it and all, but it's like, I I just don't give a fuck. The dude gets thrown out of a window. It's like, you're asking me to eventually care. But and that's I'm the like, thing. that's why it's so good because you at first you're like, that's weird. I didn't know that guy. And then you get to know him in the comic books, at least. I can't remember how the movie played out. You start to get to know him. You're like, this guy's not a likable guy. Yeah, that's still the way. The and movie then is. they somehow, Alan Moore somehow makes you care about that, which is just really weird. It's good yeah. storytelling, I thought. But you're right. Maybe the movie did have. I mean, yeah, it was said, the movie's movie not, 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 not perfect. perfect. I don't I'm not definitely not. I'm always shocked by just the amount of hate that yeah. movie gets. You know what I mean? I, but I think it's a Snyder thing overall. Too. I think it is a Snyder thing. I think people thing. I really like do. really kind of hate on him. People love him. But, I, but it's over uh, the top levels. I guess, but I mean, even at the time, it felt like people hate him and you didn't even know why. Yeah, but well, but even then, though, I think that was kind of the. It was around the time when everyone just started hating him. And mm-hmm. like, he, that was the it was point because where it's like. 300 and then 300 he did this, awesome. It's, and it's a similar trailer, very visually like yeah, inspired. But, but and the other thing there is like, oh my God, 300 is the coolest thing. And then it became cool to not like 300. 
And then you see this. Mm-hmm. I think that's I, what it was. I love 300. 300 was hilarious. I never liked 300. I never watched 300. I can completely understand why you wouldn't. I can No, I, I really can. My wife, because it's because too stylish. I watched Sin City uh, Dame to Kill for, which I surprisingly liked. I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to like because it got shit on. Um, and I thought it was actually pretty good. I'm like, I don't know what people's problems is with this. But it's that style. People just can't get into it. It's like that purposely really, really cartoony style. I, I love 300. I even liked the, the second one, Rise of an Empire. That story could have been told in such a cool way, and it wasn't, in my opinion, was such a waste. I I, I remember watching. I should go back with, and read the with, graphic novel. It's awesome. With uh, Mark Ryan, I, I remember at IGN, he and I went and, and watched it, and I was just like, ugh, like, I, what a waste. I think you might be missing out on what it turned out to be because if you watch it as a comedy, you will be very entertained. If you that and Troy, if you watch them as Troy, I did see as well. If you watch them as comedies, at one point. In Troy, take it. It's yours. <laughs> take it. It's yours. Brad Pitt, nuts. He, <laughs> Brad Pitt just looks at a whole army and yells, "Is there no one else?" And I just lose it every time. It's hilarious. <laughs> he stood in front of a ton of people and did that, and and everyone expected like you're going to be in the theater, I'm like Achilles. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck's Brad Pitt doing? He's looking dope in that and fucking thing armor. Three, he's fucking doing. cool as shit. The same thing in 300. The slave girls. They, they bring out Xerxes on that giant thing. Every time I see that, dude, I just start laughing. Well, that that purposely was supposed to be kind of a weird vlog. He was supposed to be kind of an androgynous, sort of weird-looking, ethereal character. I liked 300. I got into it. I can see why you wouldn't. I can see why you wouldn't like Watchmen either. But just go in now. I would say I'm going to give it another watch. Go in with your expectations set to it not being a superhero movie. And you might like it a little bit more. And and for the love of God, stop giving Zack Snyder so much shit. He's a yeah, good, he's a good filmmaker. I'm with you on that one. Everyone just for some fucking reason he became like it's cool when he him. hit. Yeah, he hit the market with 300, and it's exactly what you're talking about. The fucking trailer came out, and everyone was like, "This is gonna be the coolest movie ever made." And then people saw it, and they were like, "Wow, that's really stylized." I didn't like it, but instead of, and I loved it. I loved 300. I still think it was one it was a great film, just because I, I liked that that it was different and they were trying something new. But then everyone turned that hate into like mega hate. Like Zack Snyder was supposed to be the second coming of Christ and he let everyone down. Yeah. And that, that stigma, unfortunately, has followed the well, guy. We're talking about it's, it's only the loud people. That I was going to say, his movies it. keep making yeah, his money. his movies keep making DC and Warner Brothers keeps giving yeah, him movies. Yeah. So it's like, I'm sure he's like, <laughs> go cool. ahead. I suck. You're right. I'm making Last Batman. Here's all the way to the fucking Batmobile. I'll see you in hell. I'm crying in my own private Starbucks. Whoa. That'd be dope if he had that. Yeah. All right, good topic, Nick slash Christopher Ball. Well, thanks. You did a good Ball. job defending it. It was so good. Yeah, the topic got sponsored. Is it sponsored? It is. Who do you think sponsored it? Hell yeah, Squarespace. Oh, is it Squarespace? Squarespace our did, friends yeah. at Squarespace. You 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 built our website with Squarespace. I did. It looks very good. It's not bad. It's not bad. I like a lot. I like I like Squarespace. I swear by them. I mean, look, if you don't feel like going out there and 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 learning uh, HTML or any other sort of coding programming or any other sort of Web language, use Squarespace. It's easier. I don't even know what the hell I'm talking about, but guess what? I made a website. Squarespace provides simple, powerful, and beautiful tools to make websites that look professionally designed regardless of skill level. No coding required. See? Not only does Squarespace provide you with intuitive and easy to use tools to create your website. Knuckleheads on the other side Squarespace. of the table are laughing at me. Who's laughing at you? These two over there. Egg and Ook. I'm laughing with Egg you. Egg and Ook? Egg and Ook. What are, who are they? I don't know. It's a lion I, think, from I was Hawk. about to give you so much credit for Hudson not Hawk. interrupting this, and then yeah, interrupt. Squarespace also has state-of-the-art technology powering your site to ensure security and stability. And you know you can trust in Squarespace for your website needs when millions. Oh, is this? The, is this the? What is this? Uh, this is the Viper. 
Why is he so tired today? That's just Pertillo. You're just being a, you're just being weird. Uh, when millions of people and respected brands around the world trust him too. Seriously, you can't beat the ease and simplicity of Squarespace. Squarespace, Squarespace gives you. 24-7 online support, a beautiful website. So what are you waiting for? Start a trial with no credit card required and start building your website today. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure you use the offer code KINDAFUNNY to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for us. Kind of funny. You know who also went to Squarespace? No. My friend Scott, he made a website for his movie. What up, Scott? What's his movie called? Nico. The movie is called Nico. It's a okay. short film. Nico Cousin. Nico. Yeah, it's... Uh, NicoTheMovie.com. Okay. It, it looks really good. Very excited for it. Cool. A, lot, a lot of people I know worked on it, and I think it's going to turn out really well. All awesome. Right. Take it home, Colin. Build it, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Game Over Greggy Show. If you didn't know, each and every week, four, sometimes five, best friends gather on this table. Damn, each bring a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you head over, or what? No, if you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like our friend Alex did to support us. You get each and every episode early. And if you don't have any bucks to toss this, it's no big deal. Head over to youtube.com slash kind of funny, where we post the show topic by topic, day by day, until we give the entire thing away as a giant video and giant MP3. Did you have fun? Yes, I did. Are you hot? It's hot in this room. See how we're talking about so, how hot no, it is? Okay. Maybe it's, it's just because... Uh, you, Austin, motherfucker. I, well, I don't know, man. Okay, even Kevin's My dad's from Egypt, though, so uh, maybe naturally him. adapted to Maybe. Them. What did, did you show him the episode about being when we were like what we wanted to be I buried shown in our tombs? no episode. Oh, that's probably for the best. <laughs> because, no, no actually, he probably watched them. I, I remember... This is going to make you guys feel old. I'm sorry. It's okay. My I'm dad one time... On Kevin. Kevin just scratched his armpit for the better part of five minutes. Did that make you that. feel old? Mm-hmm. No, it just would kind of, he's a distraction. Pros and cons with him. My dad one time came in when I was in like middle school, started talking about, you should read this article on IGN by this guy, Greg Miller. I really like his writing. Your dad did not come in. Is yes, he, he did. Why, why is your dad reading IGN? Because he big my dad is a nerd. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. Much like myself. Shout out to Mr. Aziz. Yeah. Well, he's probably not watching. Uh, he, well, now he probably just show him this part. Yeah. Not the other horrible parts we did. Yeah. Okay. Okay, then he'll go watch the other horrible parts, though, and then I'll be in trouble. Today's episode also gave us, right before we came in to record it, not right before, but today Colin was saying that he's starting to like Pertilla more and more. And I think it now makes sense, because Pertilla's getting older, so Colin's starting to feel nostalgic for him, just like he feels nostalgic for old places. Well, I've lived with Portillo for, you know, half his life. I know, it's crazy, right? And uh, I've always liked Portillo. I, know, I just I know. bust his balls. I know. But he and I have our moments. I busted him the worst. But I'm I'm being more open about my you know my adoration of Portillo. Yeah, he's the stupidest motherfucker on the planet. Sure, by far. But uh, that's part of his charm. That's part of his I don't charm. know. He just Plus looked at re- me like I belong to him now. You do. <laughs> now I can see through I like, time. I like putting back his giving that fox kind of look. <laughs> like he looks like he's running really fast. <laughs> Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, it's been our pleasure to serve you. Want to give a quick shout out though? Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Go ahead. No, so sorry. Everyone, check out Sean Twisters on Twitch. Yes. Oh, we know good, him. Good Sean kid. Pitts. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good fun kid. time. Yeah. If you're one of the best friends, or even if you're not and just found this video, you should come hang out with us sometime. You should. Are you in his chat a lot? Yes, I am. Do you have your own Twitch channel? I do, but I do not stream. Oh, okay. I'm the conductor for the rest of the community oh. who might know me. Yeah, that's me. I've seen you in our chat. Yeah, I'm there sometimes. All right. It was that this morning. Yeah. yeah. We read your thing today. Do Indeed I, I ridicule you when you type things in the chat? No. Oh. No, I say intelligence. We'll change that. <laughs> Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. Kevin, see I'm if you louder like... louder than that? Kevin, see, see, if you, see how I sound like this. Put the headphones on.
It's tearing up my heart when I'm with you. It's a different song. And when we are apart, I feel it too. Cause no matter what I can do, he feels the same. 